Hello, 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 and welcome to another awesome episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, this week's episode is a, is a little different, uh, per se. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I haven't posted an episode in quite a few weeks now. Um, you know, just with life kind of being the way it is and being pretty busy at Pro Wrestling Tees uh, during our Black Friday sale and... Uh, you know, dealing with the unfortunate passing of my grandfather, uh, I haven't really had the time or the energy to uh, to to be recording with anybody, and uh, it was a nice little break. And uh, but I I got a text message the other day from my good friend Ian, um, co-host of the Six One Six Entertainment podcast, and uh, he asked me, "Hey, hey, because hey, Nick, well, you wanna you wanna get on the show next week?" Uh, you, we'll do it through Skype, me, you, and the artist. Um, and I said, yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd be awesome. The two of my closest friends, uh, Mike Charles and Ian Shear, uh, I I would love to sit and talk with you guys, you know, it'd be awesome. So we lined it up and we, we sat and we, we recorded, uh, via the interwebs and, uh, it was really nice and a really fun conversation. And I was like, you know what, you know, who would love to hear this conversation? the five people that <laughs> listen to this show. Uh, so I asked him, I said, Hey, would you be cool with, with me just sharing the, um, you know, the, the feed over onto my, onto my podcast feed. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, of course. So plus it's a nice little plug ski for their show as well. Uh, if you guys like the, you know, incoherent ramblings of mine, uh, you'll love their show. And of course, uh, the 616 entertainment YouTube page, which is just blown up on, on on youtube uh in the last couple years and you know if you're into like video game stuff uh specifically you know uh mortal Kombat, pro wrestling stuff uh and just everything else there's there's ian puts so much time and effort into these docuseries that he does and uh they're they're just fantastic and uh and there's a lot of great stuff on there too uh definitely have to make sure you watch hot hammer smash that's like my favorite thing uh ever created so check them out 616 entertainment on youtube um and twitter and the podcast too which this is i think this our my appearance on here is like episode 350 something so there's a extensive back catalog that myself castro and craig mitchell definitely all appear sporadically on so um without further ado i'm gonna just like we're just gonna go straight into their intro now so you get to hear two awesome uh introduction songs today so thanks for listening guys bye The following episode of the 616 Entertainment Podcast is brought to you in part by Frank Alberto, Jstro85, Brian Layton, and Thaddeus Anaya. I don't know what the fuck a Dan Dan is. We're talking about something else. I'm a Dan Dan. Yes! We're gonna do some, like, crazy sexy things. Friends and neighbors stand in to, like, Check the tape, check the tape. Tell me what the fuck the goddamn Dan Dan is. Soap up your Okay, that's just, let me tell you something, that's not real. Push your ass against it and then fart. Nice. Artist Tony just said in the group chat he made a stuffed crust pizza. Do you give a fuck? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you'd bury him. No, man, Tony makes good food. How do you know? Because I've eaten it. 
Oh, you got to eat the chili. That's right. Right. Mm. I don't think Nick was invited over for any chili. I wasn't invited either. You invited yourself? <laughs> That's what the artist does. He, he smells chili from a distance and says, I'm coming over. This whole situation has gone, gotten blown so far out of proportion. You just say that because you've had chili. It wasn't even that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't even that good. Oh, there we go. I needed some sort of controversy for that bit to be worth it, but there it is. <laughs> Dan Dance, welcome to the Six One Six Entertainment Podcast. Friends, neighbors, Dan Dance alike. My name is Ian. This is episode number three hundred and fifty-three. Yes. Uh, joining me from across the world, as always, is the artist formerly known as Mike Charles. Yeah, mama. Although you weren't here the last two weeks. Right. So this is your triumphant return. Yeah. And also joining us this time, Freelance Wrestling's and Television's Marvelous Matt Nix. Hello, everyone. How are you? How I'm are you always, guys? I'm always going to call you Television's Matt Nix because you were on television. It fits now. <laughs> it, like technically, Now it fits. Well, it fit before. Artist and I watched some bad boys cut your hair off in freelance wrestling, and then we watched you wrestle Cody Rhodes on AEW. I forgot about the old, <laughs> the old freelance show. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy. I forgot about that. On uh, it was on WCIU too. I remember. I remember watching it. Yeah, I remember we just came across it randomly one night, and it was it. Was, no, I think it was the Bag of Glass uh, show. <laughs> Because I remember seeing Nigel walk up and grab the bag. God, just living in infamy. The Dude, the bag of glass will never die. <laughs> There's a documentary about it. It's canon to the, to the freelance universe. <laughs> it really is. It's like, that's the most niche, niche thing that like any wrestling fan of freelance, if they think about it, if they know about it, then they know. Nick, I wanted to ask you, I'm so sick and fucking tired of talking about COVID and all this bullshit and, oh, what have you been doing during COVID? I'm so sick of it. But what has life been like as a wrestler slash wrestling promoter who can't do either one of those things through COVID? Um, I'll be honest. At first, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, to just have like time to... like not have to worry about um you know travel the stress of traveling the stress trust the uh, sorry the stress of working um but also like the stress of running shows and stuff mm -hmm. so it to have a nice little break for a while and and I was actually talking about um prior to the pandemic happening that I was like I think I'm going to take a little break from wrestling like still run shows but just like not be as active in, in ring and stuff and Surprise, surprise, everybody else had to take a break with me, so. It all kind of worked out in that regard. You got your, your physical break. Yeah, and a, and a bit of a mental break, but now I'm just like, I'm at the point where I've, I haven't had this much free time in a decade, mm -hmm. and I just don't, I genuinely don't know what to do with myself, and <laughs> I, I, was, I started playing video games a lot more, and I've, I've fallen like back in love with playing video games, which has been fun. Um, I bought a guitar, a left-handed guitar, because I'm lefty, uh, with the intentions of trying to learn how to play guitar, at least do something 
proactive and, and during this time. And, but it's just, it's weird, man. It's weird. Not, it's not, it's weird not doing wrestling every weekend or just, you know, building towards a show every month. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been nice though. I, I have been enjoying my time aside from the week that I was in quarantine. Uh, outside of that, it's been pretty, pretty normal. I'd say. Artist, what has your life been like without wrestling? Uh, I hadn't, haven't watched wrestling <laughs> for uh, years. Me either. <laughs> so, he was ahead of the curve. In that regard, it hasn't changed. <laughs> but you've been through you've been through a heartbreak, and I can I can bring this up because both of you are here. You guys and... are both Chicago Bears fans. Yeah. They won uh, yesterday. They did. <laughs> they won yesterday. I, I wasn't, and so, I wasn't going to watch either. I was like, I think I might just not just not watch today. And I did. And I was like, I was kind of, I, I don't know about you, but I was like kind of mad. I was just like, it was enjoyable to watch the game, which was nice, especially since my other team, Florida, uh, kind of screwed the pooch the night before. Um, to see them actually win a game and, and in a decisive fashion was nice, but I'm just like, God damn it, why why can't you guys play like this you know, well, every other game? Instincts. But still But honestly, like now I feel like they I think they fucked up by going to Nick Foles. I think like If they would have kept him in? Uh, yeah. I mean Trubisky, like what's his record like this season? You know? Like he's got a winning record of the game yeah. he started. I know the Falcons game he started and they were and losing and Foles brought them back. But, I mean, like hindsight's twenty twenty, so we don't know what how it would have turned out if Mitch was in there in those games. But it couldn't have been any worse than with Nick Foles. Like, it couldn't have no. been any worse. That was, was like, like, as bad as it gets. It was so bad. Like, games. like... And he's and, and that's the thing is I'll defend Nick Foles. As, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but he just played really bad. Well, he I mean it's partially that like he didn't have any support. Like, no, he he didn't have an offensive line. The run game sucked. Besides Allen Robinson, there's not that many good receivers. Our tight ends suck. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless it's Jimmy Graham in the red zone, but so. You know, and Nick Foles is not a guy who can, like, overcome all that adversity. You know, I mean, he he was the Super Bowl MVP, but that was a really, really good Eagles team. You know, like, he had a ton of weapons on that team. Yeah, no, I... It's, and it's so, wild to kind of see that. Like, just to see him now in this position, like, I'm assuming they're going to hold on to him and for next year and hold and, and pay him, you know, what he's going to be, but he's definitely going to be a backup. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to hold on to Trubisky. I think. No, cause this gonna... is the last year of his contract, right? Yeah, I think, and I think he, I think he will go somewhere else and I think he will flourish because I don't think this was a system designed for him at all. Well, it's not, I mean, that's the thing about Nagy was like, he, he, he won coach of the year, his first year, but he couldn't, like and we like everybody thought that like oh he's gonna be able to like coach Mitch up and stuff but he couldn't adapt like 
it was like he was like designing this system for a qu- the quarterback he wanted, and then Mitch wasn't getting it. Mitch wasn't succeeding. So a good coach would say like, okay, let's build the system around the type of player he is, and he wasn't doing that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think, and I definitely texted you this like a bunch of times. So like, I have like a super hard on right now for uh, for the Florida's quarterback uh, Kyle Trask. Yeah, and I a lot of mock drafts for this next draft have have the Bears picking him up. Um, but also a lot, I've seen a lot of them uh, having us pick up the guy from BYU, who's also very good. Um, my heart wants, selfishly, I want Trask, but I think the BYU kid would probably be a better fit for for us, especially if yeah. like if they decided to keep Nagy around for another year. I don't Dude, know. I don't know at this point. I really didn't think there was any way, like... When they started losing, I didn't think there was any way he'd get fired, but it's been such a fucking dumpster fire that I don't know. I love that all I did was bring this up and you guys have gone this long. You guys should just have a Bears <laughs> podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Enough. I don't know enough about football to. I just like I I I feel like like um, artist. You you turned me onto that barstool. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, the Red Line Radio podcast, and I, I love it. And you said that those guys are like a bunch of meatballs, and that's kind of the charm of their show. And I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a meatball, but like I don't, I'm not a knowledgeable meatball. Right, right. That's, that's that might be a good like title. Having a Bears podcast. It's like, dude, there are way too many like fan. Sports podcast that like nobody listens to. We don't need any more shitty sports podcasts from. Okay, well I'm not going to contribute to that. Here's my pitch. Here's my pitch, artists. We do a bears, a bears like podcast, but we do it as characters. Like we play characters that are bears fans, and we just we just lean into the, the to the meatball. He doesn't have the energy for that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I have no idea. The super fan, like the super fans from uh, from Saturday Night Live. Gotcha. That'd be fun. That's that's just. I mean, <laughs> so we're just gonna steal, that's that's every, steal that gimmick, which also has probably. Have you seen my wrestling gimmick? <laughs> I wanted to ask. I was gonna talk about this last week. But being that there was no co-host or guest, I was like, I'll just save this. I wanted to talk to you guys about this whole deal that's going on with WB and how they're bringing their entire 2021 slate of movies to HBO Max for no extra charge the same day that they're hitting theaters. What do you guys think about this deal? It's great for fans. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's cool, like, like I wouldn't have been mad if they were like, "Oh, we're gonna put this movie out, but you gotta pay like thirty bucks to watch it." Like if it's something I want to watch, I'll do it. Like it's, I, especially right now where I'm not like really excited to go to a fucking theater or some shit and like watch a movie around people. I would much rather prefer to just sit in the comfort of my own home. Um, but the fact that it's at no extra charge, I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, that's like the we would always talk about the future of like what the movie industry would like kind of become and like that might be what it is and th- movie theaters might actually just be gone completely 
Yeah, knows? there are people who are worried about that, that this is going to, like, wipe theaters off the face of the earth. AMC... I, I, don't, I, I don't think we're there yet. Um, but no, not, definitely not yet. I do think it's, like... Because I think when COVID... I think, I mean, I, I, I think there's always going to be movie theaters. I don't think we're ever going to see that go away completely because I think people will always want to do that's always going to be something that people like to do go see something on the big screen certain movies are like are kind of like made for that like you want to see like the big Marvel movie on a big screen theater and it's just you know it's something to do on the weekend so I think I think we'll always see movie theaters um but I think it's definitely going to be different I think like I kind of I kind of envision it that like movie theaters are gonna be like specifically it's just gonna be the big blockbusters, you know? Yeah. But is that sustainable? Because that's what people are worried about is that not that movie theaters are just gonna become lame, but because but that the movie theaters are going to die because people are not gonna go to the theater and spend their money to watch it. Like, AMC specifically tried to block this from being allowed. Right. Yeah. I could also see it, like, being something where, like, theaters might start to downsize, and it could become... Because everything everything comes full circle. And I could definitely see, if things start to move towards this way of, like, a lot of movies just going to instant streaming, that in the future, um, theaters will become, like, this, like, this novelty thing or like a nostalgic thing would be like, Oh, we can go to the movie theater and see this movie. And like, like I said, like they, they'll, it'll downsize. There'll be not as many theaters around, but like, it'll be more of like a, a destination thing as opposed to just like, ah, oh, there's the, there's a movie theater. It might even make theaters theater experiences better. Yeah. I think they're going to have to adapt. Like, like there's the, um, like they're already changing in the terms of like, you know, there's there's these places that have like the full meals, and like they have bars now, and I think I think we're gonna see more of that. And I do think a lot of I think I do think that a lot of movie theaters will die eventually. I think there'll be a smaller amount of theaters, but I th- I still think we're like a pretty far uh, far from that happening. I don't know like the legal precedent of this that like. That W, it's Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I know because I know in the past there have been like studios that have tried to release movies, and like you said, Ian, that like the AMC theaters like tried to stop it. Yeah. And in the past, I think they've been able to stop it, or, or I don't know, maybe is it the fact that they're like, well, if you put this out, then you can't if you put this on VOD, then we're not going to carry your movie. I don't know. I don't know how, like in the past, how like the theaters have been able to stop them from doing it. I don't think the theaters can afford to do the, if you do VOD, we're not going to carry your movie thing because the movies that are going to VOD right now are the ones that would keep the fucking theater alive. Yeah. Right. No, it's different. Well, I'm saying in the past, I think that's what, what they've done. They had that leverage. uh, Or I'm uh, I don't know. I don't know specifically, but um, I'm thinking that's it. I don't know that like the theater has any legal recourse to block them from doing it. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, one of the other big problems that came with it was apparently nobody knew that this was going to happen except for Gal Gadot, who apparently was given, like, $10 million up front because Wonder Woman 84 is, like, the first movie that this is happening to on Christmas Day of this year, where, like, the next day, Christopher Nolan put a statement out that was just, like, filmmakers and... The what? I was like, oh, he was salty. Dude, he went in on it. He was like, filmmakers and (laughs) actors went to bed one night thinking, oh, we work with one of the greatest production companies in the world, and they woke up the next morning, like, uh, and now their work is going to be on the worst streaming service in the world. (laughs) So fucking good. I love that. I love that it's like, I mean, I understand, like, his frustration because, like, a lot of movies, and specifically, I would say even Nolan movies, like, deserve to be seen in that format like on a on a big screen like that that's like the that is the way that he is making that movie um yeah i mean i can understand his frustration but like at the end of the day i mean these these companies that that own the rights to these movies are like the ones who put the money down to make it they kind of do whatever the fuck they want like he can bitch all he wants but i don't know i don't know if he if he has the voice for that you know well i don't it's weird because he's fighting so hard for like these movies to not hit home media and like streaming services, but Tenet hit theaters and I'm pretty sure it ate its fucking balls because nobody feels good enough to go to the theater right now. They don't feel safe enough to do it. So what is he saying? Is he saying shut down the industry for a year until this is fine? Or what do you you want to do? Because WB wants to put these movies out and by putting them on HBO, Okay, maybe here's where the problem comes in. Are the companies and the actors going to get a slice of HBO Max the way that they probably would ticket sales? Maybe that's what's coming in. Because a similar thing is what kept Brock Lesnar from coming back to the UFC. Before Brock Lesnar, or before the UFC signed with ESPN, and you could only get the pay-per-views if you're an ESPN Plus member, fighters would depend if they had this sort of contract to sell a certain number of pay-per-views because then they get a cut. But through ESPN, it doesn't matter how many pay-per-views they sell because they put so much money up front, UFC already got their money, that a lot of guys don't get their pay-per-view cut anymore. And that's why Brock Lesnar was just like, okay, fuck this. (laughs) That's the same with Punk and when the WWE Network got got announced. He was like, okay, how do we get our royalties or something like that? And they were just like, uh, we'll we'll get back to you about that. It was bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. But there are people Everything. who are mad, specifically, I think it was Will Smith and uh, Margot Robbie, who were saying, like, why does Gal Gadot get this treatment? Like, why did she know beforehand? Why did she get money? Like, how are we or the people that we work with any different than her? And I would That's imagine I'd argument. be a little bit pissed off as well. <laughs> That's a fair argument. And I'm sure if they want to do business with them in the future, they're going to probably have to, they're going to make sure they have those kind of clauses in their contracts. It is kind of funny though, that like Warner brothers is just like, Hey guys, we're going to do this cool thing. We're going to put all our movies out, uh, on our streaming service. It's going to be awesome. Thank God guys. And then Disney's just like, Oh, that's cool. And just like, they're like, Oh, the next like fucking three decades are going to be the coolest thing ever. So, suck it 
Yeah, Disney announced that they're going to do artists. I don't know if you saw this. They announced a shitload of Star Wars shows and movies that are not like episode 10, 11, 12. They're all, they're like Rogue Squadron from the director of Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, who's going to helm Rogue Squadron, the movie. And then they announced like, didn't they announce a bunch of new Marvel shows like formally? Yeah, a lot. It was 10, 10 Star Wars projects and 10 uh, like MCU projects. But then also like, I, cause I went through like um, their, their social media feed to kind of find all the announcements that I missed. And it was a lot of stuff of being like, hey, we're opening up Disney Plus to, uh, you know, all these South American countries, all these places in, in Europe and stuff. And um, But then there's, it's a lot of, like, other Disney movies that are getting, like, sequels and stuff. Like, I think they're doing, like, a Moana series, which I, which I think would be pretty cool. And uh, the one that caught my eye the most is a, it's a, a live-action animation hybrid movie, uh, a Chippendales Rescue Rangers with, uh, what's his face, Seth Rogen, um, Andy Samberg, and fucking oh, who's the other one? John Mulaney. I'm like that sounds fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys watched uh, used to watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers as a kid, but I think I did a little bit. But I just like I don't know if it's because I don't know if I'm cynical. Or what it is, but like the Disney remakes, like I don't, I don't want to see any of them. <laughs> I I will say this, like I've only seen, I saw the the live action Lady and the Tramp, which was fucking trash. Oh man! Uh, unfortunately, because the dog, the animals look so weird because <laughs> they're talking. <laughs> um, I don't know if we saw any of the other ones, but I, I, a lot of people cat scene in it. No, they took they took that out. They don't sing, at least. Okay. Um, they t- uh, I, I've heard a lot of people talk positively about the Lion King one and and the Aladdin one. Uh, I am definitely interested to watch the Mulan one because Mulan's one of my favorite Disney movies. Uh, yeah, but I saw the trailer no... for the Mulan one, and I thought it actually looked kind of cool. But then I he, like, it. there was like he talked about some clip he saw that sounded stupid. I did. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny. I remember what you're talking about. I remember describing the scene to you, but I don't remember what happens in it at all. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I guess yeah. I'll have to see that clip again. <laughs> but I do remember burying the small part of it that I saw. I just like those old movies are so nostalgic for me that doing anything more with them, I feel like I don't want to see. I feel like there's a way to do stuff like that. Like, they also just announced a movie called Lightyear. And it's a Buzz Lightyear movie that is about the human that the toy was based on. And Tim Allen is not Buzz Lightyear. It's Chris Evans. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> see, see, I, I'm not, like, oh, like, super excited about that. Like, the movie. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um it's just it's funny that like they just like with Toy Story I I didn't think that they would have to make a Toy Story four I just saw it recently and I was like oh this is it was it was a fine movie like it had a nice little wrap up for for like Woody as a character and uh, but I was like that this didn't this didn't need to be made no. especially with how the third one ended I am so upset that they made a Toy Story four even though Toy Story four is good I'm upset that they made it just because. 
what's the greatest trilogy of all time? The answer was always Toy Story. And now they made a fucking fourth one, and I can't say that anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quartet. Because yes. now, what is the best trilogy of all time? What is it? Tremors. Uh, Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, what is Tremors now? There's there's seven of them, right? Seven, bro. Seven goddamn Tremors movies. So so what's the Dude, best? Nothing, I don't even think there are trilogies anymore because every trilogy, they've just made a sequel. Wait, okay, hold on, hold on. Back to the Future. Back to the but Future the is one. there. But the third one's dog shit. <laughs> what about, Godfather. is it the Dark Knight trilogy? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. I mean, at least, yeah, I would say, yeah. Because what else is there three of? Is it Lord of the Rings? Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't see those, but people like those. People like yeah, them. Yeah, because, like, the Hobbit one, the Hobbit. That's its own show. Yeah, that's, so, the, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is pretty spectacular through and through from beginning to end. Hmm. I haven't seen it, so I think I have to stick with the Dark Knight trilogy. Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Okay, that's what we need uh, to talk about now. I, artists, I don't know if you've seen all the information, but it's official. They have Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. They have, no. I think they confirmed Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. Yeah. And now the most recent word was that Tobey Maguire was spotted arriving to a costume fitting on set. Was as I thought Andrew Garfield was confirmed too. Those, I think like, so. Not to- not a not a real conf- confirmation, but like kind of like a oh maybe. Okay. They are probably waiting for some like a very special day or maybe just the trailer to show those two off. But they're gonna be there, you know. I love it. I love it. I think it's so cool. Um, it's I, unprecedented. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that. Like Marvel's taking some risks, like with the MCU and doing some weird shit like this. The one thing I'm disappointed about about this that really, really makes me sad is that we live in the fucking age of the internet, where all like where all this casting information is just like out there, out there, and like easily accessible. And it's like, dude, could you imagine? Going to the theater just to see Spider Man 3, and then all of a sudden, like a fucking portal opens up, Dude. and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come through. Like, you and you had no idea. Could yeah. you fucking imagine? My head would explode. <laughs> I'm, Dude, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you 100%. I'm so sad that and we I can't think. can't have that experience anymore. I think they could, well, even if it wasn't the age of the internet when we knew all this before a trailer, you know they would show it in the trailer. It's probably going to be in the title. That's true. But, Possibly, yeah. I think, Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have done something even before they got this far. What if one in one of the Avengers movies, they just did a little throwaway bit? You know how, like, when everyone's trying to lift uh, Thor's hammer? Just like a little comedy bit. What if there was a part where it was like Peter and Doctor Strange, and Peter's just like, "What? What really like can you do with all this shit?" And then he just goes like this, and then we just see like the Sam Raimi costume. Like he just like pokes his head in for a second and is like, 
that's not where I'm supposed to be. And then he leaves. <laughs> that even something like that, I would have popped huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's that, like in um, it's like in Into the Spider Verse when they have they include like the dancing scene. <laughs> from oh Sam yeah, Rainey, from Spider Man Three. I don't so fuck. Cool. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like at the beginning. It's the the Peter Parker Spider Man is like talking about like I don't know. It's like some montage about him talking about his life. The schlubby one or the or the the regular one. Uh, the a- one that like comes first. Oh, it's well. Okay, so it's the one that cross. I think it's the yes, yeah, the schlubby one. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, no, I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. That movie's so good too. I visually is probably one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Spider-Man Miles Morales, the new video game, you know how in the original Spider-Man, all you could unlock all bunch of suits. You oh can, yeah. You can unlock the uh, Into the Spider-Verse suit in the Miles Morales game. And when you equip it, one of the suit's abilities is that the rest of the world is fine, but you have a choppy frame rate, so you look like the movie. That's awesome. So it's like, instead of being perfectly smooth, you guys like, you can see the different movements of the character. I find it a little jarring, so I didn't use it, but it's very cool that it's there. It's so hard. It's so hard to use that one. Like, it like fucks with my eyes. That's what I'm saying. Dude, it's like I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> Artist, did you get Miles Morales yet? No, you, dude, you can. It, I, is it, it's on PS4. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I platinumed it, and I got the platinum in 21 hours. That includes beating the game twice. So oh, Jesus, yeah, I'm beat, close. I'm close to a platinum. You can get it. I'm very close. It's, it'll be my first. I'm very excited. The, but that, yeah, yeah that game have, is so you, good. What'd you say, Ars? I'm surprised. I, Nick said this was this would be his first platinum, which I'm surprised. I thought that you had there was some other one that you got before. No, I, I would always like any game I ever played. Like, I don't. I probably never like outside of like Red Dead and the the first Spider-Man game. Like, I don't even know any other games that I've like finished. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've never like games before because like my attention span was never like really like into like video games i would play something like a little bit like when i was younger like playing like n64 like I've, I've beaten no mercy like a million times uh like the championship gauntlet mode in, in revenge i've beaten that a million times but like uh you know like actual like story games like i i never really had time to sit and just do shit but um but yeah Spider-Man. Spider-Man and, and Cowboys apparently are my thing. <laughs> the only annoying trophy in Miles Morales is that you have to beat New Game Plus, and that's what I meant about, like, I beat it twice. But, and this might perk up the artist's ears because he doesn't play games as often as he used to anymore. Just not doing any side stuff in New Game Plus, and I put it on the easiest difficulty. I beat the story mode in, like, three hours. So, really? yeah, you can fly through it if you want to. The optional crimes and, like, the training things are fun, so you're going to want to do them. And my first run of beating the game while paying attention on normal difficulty and then 100%ing probably took me, like, 18 hours. 
So not a huge commitment at all to see everything. It's quick. Even I even I beat it in like a in a weekend. Yeah. Like, maybe in like a couple maybe, days. Maybe I'll ask for that for Christmas instead of Cyberpunk. Do not ask for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um here's here's what I'll say though, is there is there's a post credits stinger for Miles Morales. And it's just the same thing as the last game. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up. I don't remember what the last game stinger was. I'll just tell you, it's not a spoiler. Oh, because I you, remember now. I remember yeah. now. So spo- spoilers if you didn't see it, although it's not really anything. It's, um, what's his name? Norman Osborn with, a, he's got a big old tank, and we find out that, why can't I remember Harry, his fucking Harry. Harry Osborn is in the in the tank. Yeah. He's in the tank, and he's. It looks like the black symbiote is crawling on him. So at the end of Spider Man, they just reveal like, oh, Harry's in the tank, and it looks like the symbiote's on him. At the end of Miles Morales' stinger is the exact same thing, and then Norman is just like, it might almost be time to open him up. So it's like, <laughs> it, it, there there was no progress made. That's like um. It, that's like the the stinger at the end of Avengers 2 where Avengers 1 we like get the reveal of Thanos and then in Avengers 2 at, at, at Avengers 2 it's just Thanos picking up the Infinity Gauntlet and he's like I'll do it myself <laughs> okay so he was sitting on a chair now he's, he picked up the glove <laughs> He's late. He was lazy, man. And then, Back in those days. Fun, uh, fun fact: they shot that scene and they put that in there, but then it didn't make sense because he like reached for the the gauntlet and it had the stones in it, but it didn't. That doesn't make sense because he hadn't gathered them at that point. So oh. they had to. Uh, yeah, how did they fix that? I can't remember. It was in in Thor Ragnarok. Or wait a minute, I might be. It was Thor Ragnarok because they mentioned that it was fake. Yeah, the the Hela, the villain, is like going through the the trophy room, and there's like an Infinity Gauntlet, and she's like fake, and she knocks it over. Oh yeah, I, I think <laughs> I remember. So that. good, Ian. I remember. I or a couple. I think it was last week. You you mentioned how how much you don't give a fuck about the MCU movies now. And now that we saw Endgame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would doubt, and I know you said a lot of people are, are recommending the Guardians movies, which I would also recommend, because you're a music guy, and I know you would have, you would appreciate the music in the movie, because it helps with the story, and mm-hmm. it's also really funny. Uh, same with Thor Ragnarok. I think that Thor Ragnarok is probably my favorite movie out of all of the MCU movies. It's it's probably my favorite. I saw the trailer for Thor Ragnarok, and I literally, I think I said this to the artist, I was like, why don't any of the DC movies look this good? <laughs> like I watched that trailer and it looked so fun. And I was like, I just, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. Ragnarok is fantastic. It's wild how they're able to like balance the, the like gritty darkness of like, of the MCU universe with like the funny, like hokey shit that they do. Like it doesn't like feel out of place. Like it fits pretty well together. I am hoping that they are able to create a good fit with this next thing I'm going to bring up is with the WB whole 2021 slate coming to HBO Max, 
on April 16th, 2021, we're getting mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Bro. They announced the release date for the movie today. We have seen nothing from this movie outside of the cast. We don't know what the story is unless that leaked script was real or the leaked synopsis was real. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. There's like a young... Which I hope... He's like the main character. The synopsis was that the, the star is going to be an original character. And that he winds up in this fighting tournament because, like, his daughter's life is on the line or some bullshit. How do you feel like that? As a, as a diehard Mortal Kombat fan, how do you feel about them making original characters and inserting them into the story like that? I'll quote the inimitable Craig Hamburger, it can go in the fucking fire. <laughs> Dude, that's my one of my coworker Jeremy, who does his, his podcast where he reads movie scripts, he got his hands on, like, like an early draft of the script of the movie. Yeah. And he read through it. It was like, not like, like a full script of the movie, but he was like, yeah, man, I don't know if this is going to be good. He's like, if this, if the, the final draft is anything like these early drafts, he's like, I don't, I just don't know. I remain optimistic, but I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm cautiously. What'd you say? Do, do we know what it's going to be rated? Uh, yeah. Hard R. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's promising. The good kind of hard R. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Yeah, that's, like, the selling point that they've had so far for this movie is, like... And obviously, I I don't believe any of this shit. It's just them getting the fans hyped. But I think it was, like, the director was, like, sometimes it's hard to be on set with some of the stuff that we're doing. Like, with how violent it is, which is so, like... It's just hype speak, but... If they're going to push that gore level as far as they can, really, that's all I need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Really. If the plot is stupid, if the plot is stupid, but it's like cool action and cool violence, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Dude, the movie in, yeah. could be about, it could be about the artist. And he was just like, oh, I just took the wrong turn and now I'm here. But if there's a scene where, like, Molina sucks a dude's eyeball out of his skull and chomps it and it pops and juices go down her chin, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I'm offended that you set that up as if it, that would be a bad thing. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it would be awesome, to be honest. <laughs> but let's just say they were going to take one of the great books that you just read and make it into a movie and then they're like, it's going to star Tony Montanas. <laughs> Alright, that sucks. You'd be like, oh. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> co-starring his chili. What'd you say you got choppy? I said co-starring his pot of chili. <laughs> the mediocre chili, according to the artist. It was alright. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what do you want to talk about, dog? What do I want to talk about? Yeah, man. I, we oh. haven't had... The three of us have not had a quality conversation in a long time. Um, I haven't had oh, a quality conversation so. with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> as, as Mary is a bedroom away. <laughs> dude, I texted you the, the other day that I was like, dude, I had a pretty like vivid dream. That like, I I never I I dream like every night 
and they're usually like pretty wild dreams, but like I kind of forget them like almost immediately as I wake up. And yeah. I, I try to sit there and like remember because if it was an awesome dream, I'm like, oh, I want to remember this. But like usually they're they're gone. But for some reason, this specific dream like lingered enough to where like I still can like remember it pretty vividly. And I wanted your guys' opinion on it as to what you think this means. Shoot. Um, so essentially what I remember is that I was in India. Okay. And there was, so there was nothing specific about the, like what I was seeing that I was like, Oh, this is India. It just like in my head, I knew I was there. Um, and I remember I was sitting on the edge of like a, like a cliff overlooking like a Canyon. And I was kind of like, like meditating, I guess I was, I was sitting there just kind of like looking out and looking at the landscape. And there was a lot of these like rock formations, like spread out around me that were kind of like, almost like, uh, what you would see like in the, in the Southwest American Southwest, just like those tall rock formations that are like towers. But around that too, were this, these, these giant, like, like boulders, almost like in the shape of cubes, but like not actual like right angles. Um, and they were all levitating like up around in the sky and I was able to, and I was sitting there and I looked up at these, these stones and like they, the feeling that you get, like when you're like on a roller coaster and the roller coaster's to drop and your, your stomach drops and you're like, you feel like, Oh shit. You feel it in your fucking balls. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the moment I like looked up at these like rocks in the sky, like I felt that feeling and I had to like shut my eyes like really hard. And when I, when I did that, then like the dream changed and then I, then I don't remember anything else. And, oh, and here's the, here's the kicker. So I was talking about this at work and let me see if I could find it and show you guys this is great podcasting, uh, uh, content. But so I, I talked about it and I was like, "Ah, this is so weird. I was like, there's probably not even like canyons and stuff in India at all. Like, and I looked it up, and I, I just kind of searched. I googled canyons in, in India, and this came up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for the Dandans, he showed his phone to the screen, and not only did his phone disappear into his custom background, but he disappeared too. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little. <laughs> he tried to show us, and it just went. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like. To me, like the, he said, he's like, here's what showed up. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, but it's it's. I'll I'll text the picture to you guys later. Um, but it's but the but the landscape that I found on Google is almost identical to what I was seeing in my dream, and I was like, it like I was it kind of like freaked me out for a minute, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Because, like, I don't know where I would have seen this, right. like, in normal life. And so I kind of just, like, I was like, where is this located? And I Googled the, what what part of India that was in and, like, the, the surrounding area. And there's, like, this, like, fort with, like, a lot of history as far as, like, different different uh, powers that, that, you know, kind of ruled there throughout, like, the last couple hundred years. Like, whether it be, like, Indian, uh, British, or Islamic um and it's supposed to be like a really like, uh, like a sacred spot. And there's like even these places down on the riverbank that people can go. That people go there, 
and they they camp they camp out there on the riverbank and they it's like a whole like spiritual experience that people like travel there for and i was like that's so fucking weird that like i had this dream about this something that looks similar to this place and then i look it up and it's like something that's like where people go there to kind of like cleanse their, their themselves and i'm like man like i think i need to go to india <laughs> i don't know like it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool like okay but when you say that like oh maybe I, I think I need to go to India. You're thinking about how you saw that place, and then it turns out that it was this important place in real life. You're disregarding those fucking things in the sky <laughs> that made you feel very uncomfortable. Well, that too, and and one of my so one of my coworkers brought up the fact that he's like maybe it's like your subconscious kind of like saying like oh you there's there's there are things in your life that you have around you that are like that are stressing you and like weighing on you and like by me looking up at these things and it made me feel like a certain way that the, that it's it's implying that there's things that are stressful in my life that I need to like kind of like take more control of and yeah. stuff yeah address them and I'm like man that's that's pretty i mean like i mean we all do everybody's got like stresses in their lives especially now um but i don't know it was just, it was interesting and, it, and it's and it, like i said it's weird that like it's something that i like dreamed and like vividly can still remember and maybe it maybe it is just me putting more meaning and emphasis behind it than there than there actually is but i don't know artist what do you think i think it sounds like aliens <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sounds like some alien shit to me, man. Oh, don't even get me started. I... Don't even get me started because I know you you got asked last week about the whole Galactic Federation thing, and I, I I have I have opinions, but should we go into this a little bit? Wait, yeah, what is that about? <laughs> you oh. didn't hear about this? Oh, okay. Let Let's let Nick take control of this segment. <laughs> this is all I'm good for. Um, <laughs> So I, I'll keep it brief because it's it kind of goes off into crazy land. But um, so there's this guy. Let me see. I have. I think I still have the the article pulled up. Um, uh, so he's this guy recently came out and he said that he's he's a former he's the former Israeli space security chief. And he says, he goes, hey, extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it, and he, he talks about that there's this galactic federation that that the world has been in contact with for years, and they've just kind of been, like, working in secret with our governments and stuff, and that um, they're very much all equally as curious about learning about us as we would be to them, and that they've he's he's basically was just kind of being like hey this is a thing blah 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 whatever but so here's where it gets it gets interesting is that like he kind of references when he talks about the united states being involved with this um if one if one was to want to make an argument for this to be truthful or to create like a, a timeline of events um back in like the 1950s Allegedly, there was a secret meeting between President Eisenhower and a race of aliens 
um, that was kind of brought about to work out some sort of like agreement as far as like when there was like a lot of like stories of people getting abducted by aliens and like whether or not people want to believe in that. Uh, the story goes that the the government kind of created like a peace treaty with these aliens that kind of said like, hey, like if we'll allow you guys to kind of learn about us and experiment and do these things. But like in return, you have to kind of like help us with like, you know, showing us some of your secrets and stuff. And, and if you think about it from that point on, if you if you think about the, the, the progress of technology from the 1950s and then beyond that, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and, and beyond, like how much technology kind of jumped as far as like our how, you know, how, how things were done. Uh, if one was to make that kind of argument, that that could be some something connected. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. He, the guy also mentioned that Donald Trump knows about them and that he was very close to making it publicly known. Trump See, was. I think part of that part of it, I'm like, eh, like that, I feel <clears> like that's if 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 this is like some sort of truth. And and I even like, kind of made this argument. If you if you realize that like in the last couple of years, there's been like little bits of things that have kind of been like officially quote unquote announced by the government, being like, hey, like here's this like video of something we don't know what it is. Like here's this thing, here's this thing. One could even say that like they've been slowly kind of just like revealing shit over the years to soften the blow. So then the moment then they're actually like, hey guys, here's these fucking aliens then people are not going to be, like, freaking out and, like, losing their shit. They're going to be like, oh, like, yeah, I guess we kind of knew that was a thing already. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I hope it's true. Artist, what's your take on this? I, I do think I saw Did you, I think I saw you, like, tweet about it, Nick. Um, if it's true and, and Donald Trump knew about it, I believe that he came close to <laughs> I would believe that he came close to Oh, <laughs> Probably. But who's going to believe that guy? Um, I will say this, though. Like, because like, I, I go on, like, fucking rants about this shit at work all the time. <laughs> They're fucking sick of me. But um, I was like, man, if this, shit, if this shit comes out and it's like, hey, this is true and, like, aliens are real, blah, blah, blah. What excites me the most about it is that, like, everything would change because history as we know it science as we know it like everything would have to be questioned because you know things aren't the way we thought they were and i would probably be able to get a job as a history teacher because i know so much about the, the alien side of, of history here but it's fun it's fun to see this stuff pop up who was this guy that said this was it his they, what? i so i tried i i tried doing as much independent research as, as one can through through Google search as well. Um, but he, so it didn't even give his name in the article, I don't think. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it is, I don't think he says his name, but he's, it just says a former Israeli space security chief. So it's just some guy that used to work for the Israeli government, I guess. Are you reading this one from the Jerusalem Post? I'm sorry? Are you reading that article from the Jerusalem Post? 
No, NBC News uh, posted a, posted an article about it as well. But, yeah, uh, it got picked up by a lot of a lot of major news places, but I think mostly people were kind of just being like, "Hey, here's some news that isn't like." shitty people dying from a virus or like election stuff you know yeah oh this this quote here from the article is the 87 year old former head of the defense ministry space division gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the u.s which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe this cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. See, I, like, the fact that they have a base on Mars, I think, is a little bit, like... It's like, I'm assuming they're from, like, this, like, galactic federation and their shit from, like, other... Well, so they're saying that this galactic federation has a base on Mars. Yeah, essentially. Okay. I, I mean, I, you know, I'll it, believe it when it, I see it. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it, it definitely sounds like total bullshit because, you know, it's it sounds like a movie. It sounds like science fiction, but like... It's Star Trek. For as, much <laughs> shit, for as much shit that we don't know what our government is up to, like, is it really that fucking far-fetched that, like, maybe, maybe they've been doing shit like this, like, for years and just, like, Nobody yeah, knows. My, my thing is... I don't so, know. So this guy comes out and just says it. Like, he just tells everybody. Like, why wouldn't somebody else have done that Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, well, if you... I mean, have you have you seen that, that Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix? Not yet. I want to. It's, it's pretty interesting. And, like, I listened to his interview that he did on, on Rogan and... I know, like, you know, he fucking attracts the fucking, the tra- <laughs> some of the trashiest people. But, like, a lot of the shit that he was talking about, like, he makes his arguments about it. And, or just tells, like, this the facts of his story. And he has, like, he's trying, he's not really trying to fucking gain from this. Otherwise, he's just like, hey, the, this is some shit that happened to me. And then the government was like, no, 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 we're going to, like, fuck up your life now because you told like classified information on tv yeah um they try to erase his life which i think is pretty wild the only Uh, thing that i find interesting not the only thing but i had a conversation with my brother about this that i had to hit the eject button on eventually because it was just getting too ridiculous but my brother was like if there was proof of aliens like of all the religious nuts would lose their fucking minds and these people who, like, they base their entire life around what their god wants. And these people have nukes. And other people have... And he's talking about how, like, if there was a presence of aliens confirmed, like, it would be the end of the world because everyone would hit the panic button and launch their nukes. And I was like, I can't have this conversation with you. But... I mean, maybe. That's definitely a scenario that could be possible. I think at least in the U.S., I have a theory. Like, there's always been the conversation of just, like, oh, if aliens were real... Uh, everything would go to shit because everyone would stop believing in God and all this stuff. I don't think they would. I think the point, and it's kind of sad, and I've said this before, but the point that we are, where we are now in this country is aliens could be confirmed real. The president could be like, we have contact. Here's the first audio recording. People would go, that's nuts. They would make memes. It would trend for two days and it would be nothing. 
A hundred percent. That's how I think. I think that's extreme. To say that it would be nothing. What What would happen to everyday life? I don't think it would. I think it would change everyday life because because life around us will would be changing, like in real time. But I think I agree. I think that our that's that's also how like at least at, at least I speak for myself and like some of our generation. That's the way we deal with shit. Is like we make light of every fucking thing that happens, and that's like our way of like coping with, you know shitty news or like something crazy it's like oh let's just let's make fun of it let's make it like lighthearted and and that kind of makes it a little bit more easier for everyone else to digest yeah as far as like the world governments i don't know how they would react but i do think that like and like some people you know there's like that um thing where it's like you know you're presented with uh, evidence that contradicts your belief, but that only makes you believe it stronger. So, as far as like religion goes, there, I think there would be people that would just like it wouldn't affect their belief in God, or and I mean, the existence of aliens does not contradict the existence of God, not at all. It, it contradicts certain like religious beliefs, I think, but um, well, it kind why of can't it, God fuck with aliens. Oh, I was just going to say, I quote Little Dicky. Um, dude, I, I feel like, too, like, you could even make the argument that, like, if if aliens do exist and they did come to Earth, like, in ancient times, people back then just see, like, a fucking spaceship coming down, these, like, fucking long-armed fuckers coming out of their ships, and they're just like, oh, that's that's a god. Like, he doesn't look like me or, like, my neighbor. He's, like, this fucking otherworldly being. They, they can only perceive it as, like, a god or, like, an angel or some shit like that. And there's, like, su- there's so much, like, you know, evidence throughout history of stuff like that. Like, stories in the Bible and, and, and any religious text that you look through uh, in any religion. They have a lot of the same uh, s- same things happening. Like, same, same encounters, same experiences. Um, who's to say that that's not the case? And that, like, religion itself is based around you know, these, these, uh, extraterrestrials. I mean, the people even say that like the human race could have been, uh, a colony from another planet, like that we actually started somewhere else and that we colonized earth and we just don't have the records to, to prove it. I mean, that, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really subscribe to that because I don't, I think there would be some sort of evidence of that, but Dude, when our species eventually dies out and this planet has been dead for hundreds of millions of years, there's still going to be an office somewhere with motherfuckers' phone bills from, like, 300 (laughs) million years ago. There'll still be some ancient Starbucks, like, on a corner somewhere. You owe AT&T 80 bucks. (laughs) And it's like, I've been dead for 10 million years. (laughs) It's all fucked up. I do think it would cause some... I do think, like... Some people, as far as religion goes, it would make some people, like, it would not affect their belief. Like, But I do think a lot of people, it would make a lot of people question their religious beliefs. Possibly. But I feel like if if that's the case, I feel like those people probably weren't very religious in the first place. 
Because who, well, they, if somebody think, believes in God, they could be like, well, God probably made aliens too. Like he made well, life, he made the universe. I, I just think some, I, I just think like a lot of religious people are so dialed into like their specific belief of what their book says. And it's like so specific. And it's like only, only people that read this book go to heaven and everybody else goes to hell and it's like those types of people who like it's like that once aliens show up that type of like narrow-minded thinking doesn't you can't it doesn't it that contradicts that it doesn't matter anymore belief so yeah i think there are people who will say like oh you know like you can still believe in god and just he created the universe you know or or she he, or she, they. Me, I mean, don't don't write me angry emails, okay? <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> God. Oh man, I do have I do have one last thing. If you, so, I know I I I kind of have become known as as the fucking weird conspiracy theorist now. You? Um, a little a little bit sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I kind of so I. I kind of, I, I want to know what you guys think about this. I have I have I have developed my own theory on the existence, quote unquote, of of ghosts and paranormal shit. I do have a theory on that. If you want to hear it, because it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's really out there. Of course, um, I don't want to hear. Um, it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this will be the last. This will be the last of this conspiracy that we can move on from that, but. Um, so I have this theory that, so we, we don't really know exactly how time works, correct? Like we have a good idea of how time works, but there's also like, time is kind of like everything. We made it up. If that makes sense. We made up time. Time is, time is relevant as, as, as they say. Um, but so. Time the high circle. Diarrhea is a flat circle. <laughs> so, I so this is my this is my fucking conspiracy theory. So time, time is kind of like everything. Time is happening all the time. So every single moment in time throughout history is actually just happening at the exact same moment. Always, like time is constantly happening. So when people are saying like I am seeing like I see oh man there's a ghost like walking through my living room they aren't seeing a ghost they're seeing the they're seeing like kind of like a projection of somebody else from a different point in time that just kind of layered over our own reality and people are kind of just like they they're just it just looks like a ghost and people are like oh the ghost just walked through my living room and it didn't even notice me but I saw that the ghost can't see you because it's 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 not happening in real in in your actual reality. So is this like multiverse theory? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, and I, I would say yes and no because it's it's happening. It's it's the same like timeline just happening at a different point. Well, then what's up with people who are saying like, oh, like one of the most popular stories is like I saw, I saw a ghost of a girl in a Victorian dress. You know. Exactly. That's what he's talking about. So, I, I, like, I'm saying is that like 
that time in like the Victorian time girl mm-hmm. walking around doing shit is happening at the exact same moment that we're sitting here and doing this podcast. Just but in also, another world. World, world War Two is happening exactly at this exact point while we're having this podcast. 9-11 is happening this exact moment when we're having this podcast. It's just our t- our point in time is moving at a different speed as everything else is. I just thought I of something. Have, it's a little out there. I actually, like, completely understand what you mean. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane, right? Like, I just kind of, yeah. like... I mean, I get the idea, the concept of, like, it's really... I like don't I don't know how I understand what you're talking about. I don't know how you understood either. No, I don't. But like I get like I can kind of understand like the idea of like that all <laughs> moments of time. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to like the easiest your... way I can describe it is if you've ever watched Doctor Who, he kind of like describes he's like time is like this this ball of it's he calls it it's like, like timey wimey wibbly wobbly. That sounds like Doctor it. Who. It, it's just it's just it's just everything's happening at the same point, and that's why he can travel through space and time at any at any point because time it's it literally is just like pick pick a spot and then you're there. Right, right. You're saying that like, and this is horrible, but this is the image that popped into my head. You're like. World War Two is happening right now. Nine Eleven is happening right now, and you're saying like ghosts. It's just that same thing is happening somewhere in time, and there's like a rip, and that's why you saw it because it overlapped yes. for a second. I had this horrible thought of like, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense because podcasts didn't exist in on September Eleventh, Two Thousand One, but I had like an image in my head of a guy sitting on an airplane. And then he hears you describing what you said about like nine eleven's <laughs> happening right now. And then he hears a he hears a door get kicked in, a gunshot, and he looks at his watch and he goes, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I just thought I just thought of um, the perfect movie recommendation for you. I like I haven't talked about this movie because I don't think many people would get it. You, but you should definitely watch i think it's just called a ghost story oh i thought you were gonna say mac and me that that's <laughs> <gonna be. laughs> um, it's what's about it? ghosts and time <laughs> you sold me on it it's really really artsy like it's very like this it's very like small independent casey it's casey affleck is in it and Rooney Mara, I think, are the two actors. Um, it's very artsy. It's very, like, you know, like, if you're not into that type of thing, it's one of those movies you'd watch, and you'd be like, this is fucking stupid and boring. <laughs> but I think you would really like it, Nick. It sounds pretty good. I'd definitely check it out. I didn't really tell you anything about it. <laughs> uh, dude, you sold... If, if it has anything to do with what I just talked about i'm i mean uh, it's sort of i mean not exactly but sort of yeah it's that i i will be completely honest it's something i thought about when i was high and <laughs> i kind of want to like i like i don't know who like as far as like in the scientific community would be someone to like 
talk to him about that. And I would definitely like preface like if I, if I did talk to like a like a scientist or like a professor, I would definitely preface that I was like, listen, this is just some batshit crazy thing that I thought about, but I want to know what you think about it, if it's even remotely scientifically possible. And I like that, like even if if it is like just horseshit, like there is no proof that it's not true. That's true. Hey, Nick. And I think that's that's kind of like my argument too when I talk about like religion. Like I don't. I used to always say I was a fucking atheist because I was like, I don't believe in God. But, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't believe in God, but I cannot definitively say that there is not a God that created everything. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Nobody does. And to say that there isn't, I feel like it's kind of, like, I don't know. There's... I always, like reluctantly would call myself an atheist for the same reason like i don't believe i was raised catholic and like i don't buy any of that bullshit but yeah i and like sometimes it'll bother me just like walking patch at night and i look up at everything and i'm just like man we don't know shit <laughs> Dude, I, think about, I think about how much we don't know yeah all the time like that's that that is probably what i do especially now like i, I don't have wrestling i have so much free time i think about you know that kind of stuff and I think about like that there are there are answers to questions out there that we don't even know to ask yet, and I think that's kind of crazy. I agree. If that makes sense. Yeah. Nick, have you played the Bioshock games? Uh, I have them. Okay. I have not played them yet. I, I got them on sale on on PSN, or they they, they were they were for free on PSN, I believe. But you should play get them. Bioshock, and then play Bioshock Infinite. Make those your next like, two games. Bioshock and then Bioshock Infinite? Is yeah. there is there a one in between? or is Yeah, Bioshock two? 2 is in between, which is also a good game. But for the story you need to see, just play 1 and then Infinite. And if you really like those two, then go back and play 2. Yeah, you okay. can skip 2 completely. But um, for context, 2 was made without the original writer and director because the company uh-huh. was like, hey, we want a sequel. So you can skip it if you want, but you would really really like bioshock infinite but just make sure you play one first okay yeah i've been meaning to i got i've got so many like i was looking through like the psn store and like just anything that i saw was like on sale for like super cheap like i picked up like all the 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 original like doom games and stuff yeah i've never played them before but i was like i i want them to play them eventually and just just because i never really like uh, I never, I never played like, um, like Resident Evil. I never played like uh, any of those games that you guys are constantly talking about. And I hear you guys talking about them all the time. And like, the more you guys talk about them, and you guys talk about them so passionately that it makes me like, fuck, man! Like now, I, now I want to play them. Like, yeah. So I'm trying to educate myself. We got anything else we want to touch on, or I've got some Dan Dan questions here, artist. What are you talking about? Um, I watched the movie a movie yesterday called sound of metal i was hoping you were going to bring this up really good what's it about what is it nigel recommended it to me um because he's a metal boy um (laughs) it's about a, a guy who's a drummer in a metal band and he loses his hearing he goes deaf and it's just about him 
coping with that and like trying to figure out his life now. Interesting. And it's really good. Is that all you can say? It's called The Sound of Metal? Yeah. Where do you find it? It's it's on Amazon Prime, I think. And it's on uh, the Plex account. Um, The main actor is the... He was Jake Gyllenhaal's assistant in Nightcrawler. (laughs) I don't remember that guy. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was watching it and I was like, this guy looks somewhat familiar, but I I have no idea who he is. And I looked him up on IMDb and I saw his name and I was like, nope, I don't know who this is. But then I looked at his credits and I saw Nightcrawler. I was like, I remember that. I remember him. (laughs) Like... I just watched this movie last night. Uh, I had never heard of it before. Nicole had pitched it to me, and she had never seen it before either, but she she saw the trailer for it. And it's an older movie, too. It came out in, like, 1993, I think. Uh, it's called Falling Down. Oh, yeah. It's great. You guys Michael Douglas, that. right? Yeah, dude. It was so good. I, I, I very much like that. And I like that, like throughout the movie like it starts and he's like doing all this crazy shit and you're like yeah fuck yeah dude like get like beat those gangbangers up like this is awesome and then it slowly it like reveals like kind of like who he is and like how he you know and and you're just like man this guy's kind of a fucking piece of shit <laughs> it's it good though i have two movies that i want to watch one of them's a rewatch so that's real quick i want to watch wonder woman again before wonder woman 84 comes out on christmas just as a refresher but I mm-hmm. saw that the good man known as Quinn put Tenet on Plex. And I want to watch that. I want to check that out, too. I heard it's good. Like, people people who have seen it have said that they that they liked it. and But it just, you know, was a bad idea to put it on theaters during a pandemic. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even know what it's about. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but I'm, it's Christopher Nolan... It's John David Washington, and I know uh, Robert Pattinson's in it, and I, I trust that crew, and I will, I'll, it's funny, like, I will give them my two or two and a half hours, whereas, like, another movie that someone said, like, oh, it's great, I'm gonna be like, mm, I don't know, I could be doing other <laughs> shit with this two and a half hours, but ma- maybe I'll try Tenet tonight, we'll see, and uh, I can report back next week. Because maybe it'll suck. I don't know. We shall see. Probably not. I mean, how did it do in review? I know it bombed, but like as far as re- reviews. I think it got good reviews. Okay. Uh, my buddy Giuseppe saw it, who Craig thinks is not real. But um, I was like, "What? Well, how was it? He goes, <laughs> it's wild, man. And I was like, what else can you say? He's like, nothing really. <laughs> I was like, okay. I guess I just have to watch it. Sounds like a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Dude, did you did you guys see the trailer for this like Bob Odenkirk John Wick movie? No, I, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I I've seen it advertised on Facebook and stuff. Wait a minute, it, I think I just saw a awesome. photo of Bob Odenkirk with green paint on his face. Is that it? Mm, I don't think so. He's yeah. not in the trailer. The one I've seen it was him like getting punched in the face. He's got like a bunch of cuts on his face. He's getting like punched in the oh, face. Oh, I saw yeah. I saw the I'll, safer work ad. I guess. <laughs> I'll I'll send you the trailer and and watch it later. But it's I I think it looks pretty good. Like I like those John Wick movies. They're just fun 
action shoot 'em up movies. And sometimes you just want that. Sometimes you just want to see dudes get their arms just broken. <laughs> Dude, John Wick is, is is awesome. I the first I saw the first two, and the second one was good. Was really good. But I remember like being like not as into it because it's like it's kind of like okay the first one was great because it's just like there's like no plot to it <laughs> killing just it's so just much like killing revenge and it's just like nonstop killing and then the second one is the same thing <laughs> I I turned off John like the first time I watched it because because when the dog dies in the beginning I was just like I'm out like immediately I was like I'm out and then my buddy was like. Like uh, like a couple months later, he's like, "Oh no!" Like that, the whole point of the movie is he's getting revenge on these dudes for killing his dog. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, I guess that's that's enjoyable, and and I liked it. So, I haven't seen any of those movies, but I'm not talking about those movies. Nick, did you watch fucking Jujitsu, the Nicolas Cage movie you were so hyped on? Fuck no, I haven't seen it yet. It's out. You can watch Where's it. it? Where? Where can I watch this? I don't know. You probably have to buy oh it. <laughs> no, dude, I'll get it. Uh, I, I am uh, now a, a member of my brother-in-law's Plex. Yeah. Account, so. Dude, how, Plex like, how much longer until someone puts the kibosh on Plex? Oh, not that It, it can't be far <laughs> off. Because those, those Amazon... Those jailbroke Amazon Fire Sticks, <laughs> like that shit, you had to like keep updating it every fucking week because they kept like... Uh, the Cody program kept getting shut down, and <laughs> it was too hard. I was at that point. After that, I was just like, "Fuck it, man! I'll just pay for everything. I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I want to watch it, I'll pay for it." But no, it's nice to kind of have that now, and especially with like bigger movies that are coming out, and we're just random shit that you forgot about. Which, speaking of, not to circle back around to this topic, just one yes or no question. All these movies hitting HBO Max day and date in 2021. Are you guys signing up for HBO Max? Nope. I, apparently, I was signed up for it already. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, because I, I, so I signed up for, because they had, what was it, HBO Now? Yeah. Was there other one? I was, I had that because when I signed, uh, I signed up for it to watch Game of Thrones uh, when the when the final season came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I marathoned Game of Thrones and then watched the the final season as they were airing, and then there was so much other shit. Then I started watching Barry. I started watching um, show, and I'm okay, man. I'm just gonna keep this because like they keep putting out good shit. And then Sopranos is on there. I've never seen Sopranos, and and I've always wanted to watch that. And and then I think like they just merged it with HBO Max because like I just. I noticed it was on my Apple TV, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we just have it." <laughs> I didn't even know they they but, like got rid of because they had HBO Go and HBO Now. And yeah, they got rid of both. Like those are like no more, and they they just like they replaced all that with HBO Max. So yeah, since you were a subscriber, it probably just like it just carried over because it's the same. I, yeah, and I just like. I was like scrolling through it too, and there's like there's a lot of good stuff in there, and but there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> See, Ian, why do I need to subscribe to HBO Max when I have Plex? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a good point. point. How else Disney, are you gonna Disney watch Disney the Plus. Snyder Cut, dude? Plex, <laughs> dude. I don't know if you saw the I'm tweet. Not, and I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> You're not gonna watch it at all. 
Fuck no. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. All four. Yeah. All Nicole f- is so hyped. Dude, every day I go, th- I go on Instagram and I watch everybody's stories. And it always gets to Nicole's and it's always Snyder shit. And I'm always like, you know what? More power to you. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's why I love her, man. She's like me. Like, we have we have no shame in the shit that we love. I'm like, in a way, I'm jealous that she loves it so much because I wish they put out something that I love. You know what I mean? So at least she's getting what she wants. But here's, oh, yeah. like, the, the Snyder Cut for me continues to get worse. Here's from Fandom three hours ago. Zack Snyder's Justice League may get a theatrical release simultaneous to its HBO Max debut. It's going to be four hours long, by the way. But Snyder predicts the film will be rated R and notes, there's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Whoa. (laughs) Game fucking changer. Dude, like, he does, he's so bad. Like, he thinks that is cool enough to be like. He's like, he's like the Vince McMahon of fucking movies. No, Vince McMahon does good shit sometimes. Sometimes, it's. Sometimes it is such good shit, dude. But fuck. other, most of the times it's just shit. <laughs> Batman's gonna drop an F bomb. <laughs> He's thirteen years old. I know, man. I can't do. I can't do it. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna come out. And I'm gonna watch it. But you know, that 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 just is what it is. I can't believe Warner Brothers are funding this. I can't. He's got dirt on somebody. Yes. They, they they obviously think that they're going to recoup something from this and they already lost their know. fucking balls on the initial one. Now they're pouring more I, money into that hole. I just think I they've got to have their like do they I don't know if you talked about this before. Do they own HBO Max or are they just partnered with them? Because maybe whoever owns HBO Max or just HBO in general is paying Warner Brothers for the rights for all this shit. Like, to be like, hey, put your shit on our on our streaming service. You know, like, maybe they're paying out thinking that it'll, it'll re- they'll recoup what they're paying out by people signing up for their service. I don't think that's happening because Warner Brothers were like, you can finish what you had. Like, the skeletal structure you had, you can finish it. But we're not funding any reshoots. We're not bringing back any of the actors or actresses. Over time, they have put like 40 plus million dollars into reshoots with the actors and actresses so it's even more they backtracked on everything (laughs) fuck it man i hope like they're just gonna be like oh like the secret fucking uh crossover to fucking avengers and they're just gonna be like just kidding guys we fucking sold dc to marvel and now all this shit's canon to the mcu it's just fucking. it's all gonna be fucking it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck, and Tremor 7 is a better movie. <laughs> I, dude, I've, I think I've still only seen Tremors and Tremors 2. Dude, well, I, I've only I'll seen say, the first three. I haven't seen any of those. The and first one? The first season of the TV series. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I think there's only one se- season, so yeah. I'll probably watch the whole season. <laughs> dude. First Tremors movie, legitimate, great fucking movie. Like, I don't think most people will argue that. Like, it's a good fucking, like, uh, monster movie. I agree. Uh, Second one... Unironically. Unironically, yeah. The second one, 
a little bit worse. The third one, not that great. Fourth one is a prequel, kind of bad. The fifth, <laughs> sixth, seventh one, also kind of bad, but also, but like it's kind of like a soft reboot because it's like Netflix kind of funding it. Um, the CGI is like is decent, like it doesn't look incredible, but it's like it doesn't look like shitty, and they're they're fun. Because it's kind of like they know what they know what they are at this point. They know it's kind of like a parody, um, and the action's pretty good. This last Is Simon one, I, Pegg in the new one. I thought I, I don't saw think him so. Now, okay. I I was like laughing because this last one, it's like it's Michael Gross who's like in all of them, and what's his uh, name? He's Bert? Like, he's Bert. Yeah, he's Bert Gummer. <laughs> um, but they have, and then in the fifth. The fifth and sixth one, they got fucking Jamie Kennedy to play his son, and he wasn't in this last one, but they had John Hader in, who was Napoleon Dynamite, nice. um, and he his character was, is so fucking funny, because um, he's like he's talking about like the the second one, like you know like the little uh, Shrieker guys, they see with the infrared uh, vision, right. yeah, and he's like he's like oh he's like like Predator. And they just keep, like, they keep, like, mentioning Predator, like, in the movie. Like, they have to, like, he's like, oh, let's cover ourselves in mud so it can't see us. And he's like, it's like in the movie Predator. Like, it's just, like, they're just, they're just having fun with it at this point. This this movie had John Hader in it. It had, um, the guy who's, like, the, the main bad guy is the the actor who played the Night King in, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, who he's great. And, uh. And then if you watched Orange is the New Black, uh, the girl who played Flocka in that show is also in this in the movie as well. And she's pretty she's a pretty good character. The following statement has been paid for by the Patreon producers. I want to send a special shout out and thank you to everyone on our Patreon producer list including Captain McKay, Cameron Dean, John Belf, Kyle Grunbach, Dylan Kakura, Stephen Roof, Douglas Hinkley, James and Games, Dan Hauser, Zabel, Lil Yu, Flavor Dave, Juan C, Radical 808, Stephanie Taylor, Mikey D, Joey Smut, Eduardo Bueno, John Bacorni, Handy Dandy Andy Jarrett, Dustin Henson, Andy Sanchez, Insane161, Ryan Rudnick, Taylor Marler, Patrick Streets, Eric LeWare, Jared Brown, Austin, Colton Phillips, Kiko Olvera, Steven Smith, Marvin Araliga, Antonio Rubenstein, Max Mikado, Jacob Johnson, Alex Garces, Cheyenne Storm Nelson, Arturo Baca, Travis Griggs, Daniel Fiorio, Esteban Aguilera, Frank Alberto, Jaystro85, Brian Layton, and the Deus Anaya. Which Tremors movie is it? Is it the first one that ends where he, like, tricks it to shooting out the side of the cliff and then it explodes? Yeah. And he's like, can you fly, sucker? Can you fly? And he fucking just explodes on the ground. I the- I remember watching that with my dad. On, it was I, I feel like TNT used to play Tremors twice a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that's where I used to watch it all the time. I remember watching it with my dad, and we were both we were both into it. We were having fun with it, and then the thing shoots out the side of the cliff, and it hits the rock, and it like explodes in this gooey shit. And my dad's like, "This is cheeseburger." <laughs> he didn't say it was cheesy. He said it was cheeseburger. <laughs> that's 
That's like next level, dude. <laughs> this is cheeseburger. <laughs> but and uh, so the t- the ending line there is, "Can you fly? Don't they eventually fly?" They do. Someone the had to, to connect those dots and be like, "What well, oh, if they did fly?" <laughs> They call well, it ass blasters. Conclusion to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ass blasters, dude. And they've been talking about like so. I don't know if you guys want a spoiler or not for, for this. Tremors, this I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> sure. So spoiler, he uh, Burt Gummer dies in in this. <gasps> movie. Oh, I wish you didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of fun. I don't know if either of you guys watch Mandalorian. No, but. Okay, well, the, the, the ending of this movie is almost identical to the first episode of this, the second season of Mandalorian with the, with the giant worm coming out of the ground and, like, he fucking eats him and shit. Um, but, so they, 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 there are still, like, rumors that they might do another movie, but, like, I, I mean, if, you don't, if you're not having Michael Gross come back, I'm like, I don't know, like, it's not... It's I know, not, he's the linchpin. He, he's so old though he's like in his 70s is Michael Gross the guy at the end of Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie who he was narrating and he was like if you would like me to narrate your film contact me at like Michael Gross it, it might be <laughs> he was dude, an old so, good looking guy with white hair and glasses dude prior to this I pandemic know. happening uh, one of my co-workers has like a his, one of his side hustles is he does this uh, thing yeah. called... That's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah. and I just watched Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, and that's him. <laughs> Dude. Um, God, what was, I, what was I talking about? Your buddy's about? side hustle. Oh, so, yeah, so he, like, he, he has, like, a, a clothing line called Cryptic Closet, and it's, like, horror, horror-themed clothing. Uh, him and his, like, some of his, like, like-minded uh, friends that have different kind of, like, uh, either artists or just vendors in general, they kind of came together and they did this like pop up event, uh, like a like a horror themed pop up event last uh, last October, um, and they they were planning to do their second one and to try to make it a little bit bigger, and this was when they had announced that this new Tremors movie was happening, and I was like, yo, we should like put our like money together and do like a premiere party for the new Tremors movie at, like, Logan Square Theater and, like, make it, like, a Hollywood, like, premiere because, like, nobody would give a fuck about this movie. But we can make it, like, be, like, a big deal. And I was like, I bet we could get Michael Gross to come for the premiere of the movie to, like, do the watch-along with him and stuff. And then fucking COVID happened, but... Dude, I would have been there. (laughs) So cool. I, I have... I. And artists, you you mentioned it. You're like, uh, whenever we're able to like hang out and stuff like that, we do a fucking Tremors marathon. I I just bought the Tremors Blu-ray collection at Target, and it Does comes it have with a new one. Yep, it comes with the new one as well. <laughs> nice. It's the best, best purchase I've made this year. I love your passion for Tremors because <laughs> no one else cares this much about Tremors. I know, dude. So, and we were talking about it. Uh, at work and I was like man like I never ever like whenever somebody would ask me what's your what's your your favorite movies and Tremors would never be like in my like <laughs> favorite movie list but I was like I think it really is like I think Tremors legitimately might be in my like my top five favorite movies ever and I like 
at this point, I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, I like what I like. <laughs> I love it. How the I fuck did we get obsessed with it when I was a kid? With Tremors? Yeah. I remember my brother and I, when it would be on TNT, we would play Tremors in the living room while the movie was on. So, like, we'd be on the floor. Ouches. Yeah, my, and they'd be like, it, it was either whatever it would move on screen or just one of us would say, like, it's coming and you had to, like, jump on the table or you had to jump on the couch and get, like, <laughs> I don't remember what the fucking rules were, but you couldn't be on the floor. <laughs> Nick, God. you should pitch a Netflix show called The Floor is Tremors. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I think Mary used to play that same game with her brothers. Dude, I did with my brother, too. It's the game with brothers. (laughs) That might be a good... God damn, I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be. We've talked about so so much. You said something good earlier about being some sort of meatball that I liked, but now I can't Like an uneducated meatball? I'm an an uneducated meatball. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We have some Dan Dan questions here. Do we want to hit on them? Yeah, yeah, sure. We have a question here from Michael Lane from the Infinite Canvas Ultra podcast who says, and I might be the only one who has input on this one, any thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077 and its terribly botched launch? Follow-up, is this possibly the worst launch in modern video game history? Um, It's really bad. Uh, I'll go further into it on the next episode of Rainbow Stars, but... I am working to get a refund, and if you are a console gamer, I recommend not buying it right now. So that's all I'll say for now. Is it the worst launch ever? Let's talk about some terrible video game launches that we've experienced. I I, I, I think, in response to that, like, I'm sure there have been games that have been in worse condition. I haven't played it, but Mm. I'm assuming. But as far as, like, high-profile games, this is, like, pretty bad. Like, this was, like... The, like super anticipated game like thought like cd project red following up from the witcher 3 like huge triple a game like and then it's just botched well and here's the thing too is like ign put up its review and they gave it a nine only today did they put up a review of the console version which they gave a four really yeah and they recommended like do not buy it cd project red put out a thing today saying like if you're an Xbox One or PS4 like base console owner, uh, tr- if you want to try and get a refund through Sony or Microsoft, go for it. If they don't help you out, we will try our best to help you out. Um, wow. There is That's no PS5 bad. or Xbox Series X version yet. There will be one. I want a refund for mine, and maybe I shouldn't tell them this whenever I get a hold of somebody, but like, I'm not experiencing... like pop-in or texture issues or i had one crash but it's not crashing like every five seconds i just don't like the game like (laughs) fuck fuck rainbow stars i'll just talk about it right now because we're already here this game so badly wants to be like a heist movie that i have played almost three hours of it i feel like i've had control of my girl for like 25 or 30 minutes like to actually do whatever i want Other than that, it's like I'm in these conversations and the first big mission, this girl is telling me like, you are going to go to this hotel, this man is going to be there. You want to steal this chip from this man. Here's what this chip does. Here's when it was made. Here's why we want it. Here's who this guy is. Here's this guy's history in this town. 
here's this guy's history with me and my gang. What do you think about all this? And they've told me so much, I don't know what to fucking think because I can't keep it all straight. <laughs> so I'm like, I, they, like, they ask questions of the player as if the player has the knowledge of the player's character who lives in this world. Like, I don't live in that world. I have no fucking idea what's going on. So, like, they ask my opinion on, like, a certain gang, and I'm like, I don't know who they are. So, for me, I'm just not having any fun with it. And the combat, like, the tutorials for the combat, with the com you would think it's like, oh, press L2 to aim, press R2 to shoot. Okay, I get it. But the first one was just like, we're going to teach you how to, like, data hack the environment. So it's like, walk up to this room, hold L1. You see all the technology in the room has turned green. Choose which piece of tech you want to hack. And when you hack it, choose whether you want to distract the enemy, incapacitate the enemy, or whether you want to draw attention to the other side of the room using a different piece of tech. And I'm like, this is so much information. I can't, I can't handle any of it. It's, it's like sensory overload. It's a, extreme sensory overload. It's fucking... I'm just not having fun with it. So, yeah, if I can get my 60 bucks back and buy Ghost of Tsushima, that'd be pretty cool. If they're off Dude, that's, not, that's on my list. <laughs> so, I emailed CD Projekt Red. We'll see what happens. But, um, I don't know. When a, when a PS5 version comes out, I might be interested in it, but... Oh, so you bought the PS4 version? There is no PS5 version. I thought, okay, I didn't know that. But Pop it by then, and they'll fix, they'll have, because they, they did announce, I think, today that they're putting out a couple patches. And that there's uh, going to be... Not patches of Ghosty, but patches <laughs> for the game in uh, in probably, like, February-ish? They said there's going to be, a, like, patches rolling out all the time, but there's going to be two massive patches in January and February. But fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> And shouldn't you, have to do that. Exactly. And I have the PS4 version. Playing it on my PS5 means I'm not running into the problems that everybody else is on console. Because mine, mine's fine. But still, mm -hmm. like, not really having a great time. So I cannot recommend it to fucking anybody. But let's take the next question. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Big C Chris Castro says, I think he's talking to Nick. How happy are you that the Black Friday sale is over at work? Oh, man, I'm very excited that it's over. Um, usually every year, Black Friday is like our fucking hell. And we're <laughs> working like 80, 80 90 hours a week uh, for a couple weeks, almost a month. Jesus. And, yeah, it's 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 rough, but the, but the checks are nice. Um, but this year, like, just with us... We it we've sold probably one of our like like biggest sale amounts that we did. I think we did like thirty thousand shirts, which is which is a lot. Jesus. And and we finished printing everything in about two weeks, which wow. is which is definitely our like new record. <laughs> how we many just have a, a new system going? How many uh, sting shirts did you print up? So the Sting shirts, uh, once they drop, thankfully dropped that after the sale. Um, but we did the first thousand shirts. We got them screen printed just so we could package them and send them out as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I think 
I think my boss said that this that those sting shirts became the the highest selling shirt that we've had in in twenty four hour in a twenty four hour period. Yeah, like there was a dropped. big they they posted it on their Instagram and AEW shared it and everything. Yeah, dude, it it it's what's wild. The only thing that came close to that, in at least in my recent memory, um, was when we dropped the Orange Cassidy shirt. High, yeah, the the orange one with the little thumb on there. Um, that one became like the highest seller to the point where we were like overwhelmed with orders that we because we didn't know that they were going to sell that much, so we weren't prepared for that. Um, and then the the a little bit of the bubbly shirt, the Chris Jericho one, when those dropped, those ones were were big sellers, and and of course like Bullet Club shirts all always and all the time, but. But yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's over. Now we get to enjoy the holidays safely, and uh, and yeah. We've got another question here from the inimitable Craig Hamburger, who says, "New segment idea: Cast Castro in things called Castro, Episode One, Fraser." <laughs> <laughs> so he he posted that, and I I was like, oh, I have much to to add to this. Um, it's actually funny that like. We, I used to do this at work all the time where like we would like me and my my coworker Alberto we'd be like okay remake uh, remake tremors but cast <laughs> Castro in Kevin Bacon's role and like and we would just like talk about how the movie would be different with Castro in that role and we would just do that with different movies all the time so get out of my head Craig <laughs> it's this is a hard question to answer because Nigel nailed it I don't know if you guys saw this. But Nigel responded, I'd cast Castro as one of Roz's flings. Imagine her going to Frazier saying, I'm dating a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, Roz drags Frazier and Niles to a freelance show. Come on, it writes itself. (laughs) And and then Castro just pops into frame and it's just... (laughs) (laughs) The belly slap. (laughs) Yeah. What's the okay? So how does this angle play out though? Because obviously he's just going to be there for one episode, right? I'm not um, enough with Frazier. Yeah, I, I know Cash. It's so funny because like I was like going through a, a very big uh, Cheers kick earlier this year, and I was watching Cheers like all the time. And then Cash was just like, "Yeah, like like I love Frazier," and I was just like, "That's so like random because I didn't know that about him." And um, he was always like, and I, I do want to watch it because he's pitched, um, he's put it over a lot to me. But also Nicole has, has talks about how much she loves Frasier as well. And I'm like, well, fuck, I get, am I missing out? Like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen any of this. How do we book this Castro angle? <laughs> um, like, why does it not work out between Roz and Castro? Is it because he's he's too rough with her? What's Roz's personality? His farts. His farts. <laughs> his farts. Those one of those farts where he just like kicks his legs up in the air. He's holding his ankles. And it's just like a concentrate a concentrated beam of energy just coming out of him. I have seen. Go ahead, artist. I said it's a Hadouken. <laughs> yeah. I have seen the artist get offended by Castro farts on so many occasions. I I don't remember, it was it had to be five or six years ago at this point. A bunch of people came over for the Royal Rumble. And I have a photo that I took, and 
Like, the photo is Castro sitting on the couch with his pants around his ankles, and he dunked a chocolate long john into nacho cheese. (laughs) I don't remember... I don't remember why his pants were off. I don't remember where the cheese or the donut came from or why he dumped it. We need clarification on this. I don't remember this happening at all. I vaguely I remember that. I, I just remember it was like he was the first one who showed up and minutes in it was like pants down, pants donut down. into cheese. <laughs> Oh my Is God. there a video of that or just a photo? Just a photo, which kind of makes it better. you got to find that photo, man. Oh, my God. Got a question from Chris Wong here. Hand-drawn Disney era versus CGI Disney era. Survivor Series teams and who wins? Oh, so, man. like, a five-on-five of the hand-drawn era versus the CGI era. So, what's... Uh, what are this? Okay, because I'm assuming we're not using Pixar movies. <laughs> I would say that's CGI because like Disney owns Pixar at this point, so. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking like like Moana was not a Pixar movie; that was just a Disney movie. That's true. I, I'd have to think then of what. Those I, I think because everything. I think if I know that's why I'm like, what I'd have to think about like what CGI Disney movies there are. Okay, let's book our five hand drawn movies first. I have a list here. Are we? Are we? Are we? Wait. Um, I'm wait. We're doing movies or ca- like characters? Movies. Okay. I thought it was characters. No. And they would each other. I'm going to run Probably, through. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like Aladdin first first and foremost. Okay. Lion King. Lion King. Little Mermaid. Um. Okay, that's three. Let me name some off and you guys tell me if you want them on the team or not. Yeah. 97's Hercules. That's my favorite Disney movie of all time, so I will say yes. So we that we have unless we substitute one, we already have four. Nineteen ninety eight's Mulan. <laughs> That's a maybe. Okay. We'll put that one in the queue. Uh we have nineteen forties Fantasia. We have nineteen ninety six's Hunchback of Notre Dame. We have 99's Tarzan. We have 95's Pocahontas. Tarzan's good. We have 88's The Land Before Time. Dude, I might make a case for The Land Before Time. I didn't realize that was a Disney movie. That's what it says. Yeah, I didn't either. I personally would... Because how many do we have? Do we have five now already? We have four. We have four. Well, Nick just named, I don't, like, we didn't agree to these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's choose. I'm going to nominate. Little Mermaid in the top five. I'm going to nominate first Lion King. Yes, I definitely. Okay, I'm also going to grab a pen and write these down because we're we're all useless and we're going to (laughs) forget. Oh, does anybody have a pen and someone else? No, I have to write it down because I have to see it. God damn it. Here, I'll just put it in my notes. (laughs) You got a pen? Can you get a pen? pen? Let me get this document going here. So, we have Lion King as number one. Does anybody else want to nominate one? Uh, I will nominate Aladdin. I think that's probably one of the most defining movies of that, like, era. 
I'll co-sign that. Artist, what do you think? He's looking at the list. Yeah, I'm looking at the list. Fucking. <laughs> I can keep I'm naming to think them. Probably some that like. Song of the South. No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I have to say no. It's it's uh an uh, I think it came out in the the. I don't even know, like the. 70s 60s or 70s it's like yeah it's like super like kind of racist because we haven't we haven't that's that's not fully animated that's like a combination i think that's true yeah that's part live action part animation we haven't touched at all on lady and the tramp bambi a goofy movie robin hood oh goofy movie is tops but but if we're going like if we're going like like a, a definitive Survivor Series team, or yeah. like these five, these are the five that we feel comfortable and confident in that would bring victory to our to our well, side. Okay, I don't know. Also, if... There's also the Jungle Book. Yep, 101 Dalmatians. The Emperor's New Groove. Mm. God damn it! There's too many movies, dude. New New Groove doesn't make my list. What? I no, love that movie. Like I, I think I saw it, but see, that's the problem. Where a lot of these are tattooed in my brain. I don't know anything about Emperor's New Groove. You know what I mean? We were so a little bit older, like where like Lion King was like, um, yeah. I, I don't think I can put New Groove on there because it's just it doesn't have the same nostalgia. I remember really liking it when I saw it, but. Uh, I don't know. I think like maybe uh, Mulan. You know, it gets if I if I, I took out um, Little Mermaid, so we need some For female Mulan. representation in there. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We haven't talked about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'm gonna add Mulan, so we need two more: uh, Jungle Book, 101 Dalmatians, Peter Pan, Pinocchio. Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. Peter Pan. Peter Pan's pretty good. Peter Pan's up there, man. I don't know. Artist, what are you thinking on Peter Pan? Yeah, I, Peter Pan is not one that I'm super uh, connected to. Okay, well, we did. Nick initially brought up that Hercules is his favorite. We did not add it. Is that I, on the table? I, I, I'll put Hercules in there. Okay. Hercules is, yeah, definitely, like you said, I'm definitely underrated. So we need one more. I'm going to throw some names out once again. We'll choose one more. Uh, where I'm still going here. Emperor's New Groove, Fantasia, Hunchback, Tarzan, Pocahontas. None of these are on our list. Lamb- Tarzan, Tarzan, I would say... I would because the I feel like that animation in that movie specifically is like different than like all the other ones. Um, it just feel like it moves different. I think because like with Tarzan like swinging through the trees and shit, like it flows uh, so much more like natural. Um, but also like that fucking soundtrack, man, is <laughs> dude Phil Collins, kiss. brother. It's so good. It's it's arguably my favorite Disney soundtrack. Like it's just every song on that on that movie is like is is a good song like on its own. Not even just like with the movie. 
Do we go Tarzan over some of the classics like Lady and the Tramp or Bambi? Or 101 Dalmatians, Fox and the Hound, Jungle Book? Oh, Fox and the Hound. Um, like, there's a I lot of stuff I, here. I, I, I vote yes, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I think I would rather go with Tarzan. Like, I have more connection with that movie. I, okay, I can I can co-sign it. We can we can round out this team with Tarzan. Let me write that down. Now, I'm gonna go for Disney CG movies. So, like, I'm on Wikipedia, and it's like Disney animated feature films. And it's including all the Pixar movies. So, yeah. I mean, they're I Disney movies. Do we want to include those or no? I think so. I yeah. think so. So, your does your list to make sure we're looking at the at the same thing? Does it start with Academy Award review of Walt Disney cartoons, and then Snow White? Yes. Yes. Okay. In the, okay, but fucking Dumbo's on here. Yeah, well, the la- there was the the new the re. Uh, well, that's the no. remake was not like. No, just... it says 1941. This is like this is factoring in a lot of the same shit I just looked at. This, this is the list is not this, the list is not separating them by CGI. Okay, then I will, I'll name them off because I I have a different list here, and I I can see the cover art so I can tell you what is and isn't. So if we're looking for Disney CG movies, real quick question. Does The Nightmare Before Christmas fall into either one of these as stop motion? Um, No, and also because I believe it wasn't released as Disney. It was released under Touchstone, which I mean, Disney, I believe, owns. It's on the Um, list I'm looking at now, but I say we leave it off since it doesn't... It's not... It's not... um, because he specifically asked hand drawn or CGI. Yes. So it doesn't it doesn't fit either category. So Disney CGI. Nightmare... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go. I was gonna say Nightmare Before Christmas is the referee. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney CG movies we have obviously, if we're including Pixar, we have Toy Story, which I would nominate. The first one. Yes. Definitely. I think definitively that has to be it. I have two not two I want to nominate. Go ahead. Up. Okay. And Wally. I will. I'll co-sign both I, of them. I I will also co-sign both of those. All right, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we need two more, and I'm still looking at the list. I'm going to throw out some names. We have Zootopia, which I've never seen. Zootopia is good, but Tangled. A little overrated. Cars. Cars is whatever. Monsters Cars Inc. Sucks. We have Monsters Inc. We have Wreck It Ralph. We have That's okay. Planes, The Incredibles, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille's pretty good. Never seen it. I never saw it either. Uh, well, my fucking list ended there. <laughs> but I know there's Dude, more. I would, put, I would put Coco on that list a thousand percent. Moana, Moana too. See, I I haven't seen most of these movies. Have you seen Coco? No. You gotta watch Coco. I hear great things. It's, what about Dude, Finding Nemo? 
Oh, dude, I'll co-sign Nemo. I'll co-sign Nemo. There are people screaming at their phones and shit right now. <laughs> I dare them to fucking tweet at me. Tell me, how, <laughs> tell me how wrong I am. No, just like because there's probably movies that we've missed. You know. Well, they should have made them better then. <laughs> Hold on, I have to. My list got fucked up. So we're gonna go. Lion. No, no, no. What was my list before? Toy, um, Sto Toy Story up, Wally, so Finding Nemo. So we need one more. Did we put Moana on that list, or? No, but I've never seen or it. I saw, like, uh, the first half hour of it. I liked it. I very much liked it. Are we missing any, like, like big time? I mean, there's Frozen, which I never saw. Frozen's okay. Like, the, the, the... Never saw it. I like that. I mean, majority rules. So if you guys have movies you think belong here, Big Hero 6, then I'll, I can go along with it. Because, I, I mean, hand-drawn wins. Yeah, I think regardless, the hand-drawn... <laughs> like, a lot of these Pixar movies are, like, really good movies, but I, I don't think you can, like... I mean, it, I mean, it just could be, like, the fact that we, we see these as, like, these are our childhood, you know? This is, these are the classics. And they're obviously such good movies that they fucking decided to remake them so well and if you look at lion king aladdin mulan hercules tarzan how many of those are a great movies a look great animation wise uh number three whatever ranking system i was using listing system <laughs> the fucking not just the soundtracks like the scores behind it but the songs that you sing along to while you watch it the hand-drawn ones are boom, 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 boom down the list. Mm -hmm. Where, like, Toy Story has that, but I don't... How Are there even sing-along songs in Up? Or not Wally? Really. Or Finding well, there's Nemo? There's not in Toy Story. Yeah, there's I mean, a... There's, there's, like, You Got a Friend. You got a that's not... That's, like, the it's theme song. There, it's strange not things are happening to me. Yeah, I guess what artists are saying is those are, like, musical breaks. Yeah. yeah, no, like but there's, oh, there's synonymous. basically musicals. I'm going hand-drawn. I'm going hand-drawn as well. Oh, fuck it. Let's go with it. <laughs> oh, so we're all in agreement on that one. Okay, I'll take that. We have a couple questions from the 616 Discord if we want to hit on those. Oh, yeah, we can do those. I, By the way, I love this Discord. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. I'm glad you're I'm in there. I'm only posting on a little bit, but... Artists, I don't even know what Discord is. It's, I don't either. <laughs> it's basically like a message board slash chat room for the current day. So it's like, I'm looking at the left side of the screen and there's the different categories for people to talk about shit. <laughs> so you talk about whatever you want in free-for-all discussion. You talk about the channel videos or the podcast in 616 Content Talk. There's also wrestling, movies, TV, sports, video games, blah, blah, blah. You just hang out with people and you talk. Gotcha. Marvel Matt, Marvelous Matt Nix is in there. We have No Taxes Nigel Bravo in there. A lot of the Dan Dans are in there. There's 
31 people hanging out in there now who are online, and there's 101 people who are not online right now. So, That's a lot of people. Yeah. So, we're going to take some questions here from Ratbrain210, who says, Chicago hot dogs or Chicago pizza? One has to go. Hot dogs. Hot dogs got to go. I don't hot even like the Chicago-style hot dog. <laughs> I just like I. I mean, I I I do like a Chicago style hot dog, but I just love pizza so much more than anything. So yeah, for me, it's like it's you know you got relish, mustard, like both like those two things. It's too it's too much of the same flavor profile. And then the peppers. Oh the, yeah, I like that. Yeah, pizza is better than hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to take all these questions, but we're going to take some of them. This one is specifically for Nick. He says, Matt Nix, I just watched a wrestling documentary about the Mankind and Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. In it, his family, he means Mick Foley's family, had to be removed from the brutal match, like from away from ringside. What do you tell your loved ones if you enter a match that you expect to be brutal? Um, watch how dumb I am. <laughs> Would you, like... So I'm thinking of the match that you and Castro had against Stevie and uh, Rob, Rob I Matter, where there were thumbtacks, oh, yeah. there were tables, all sorts of shit. Do you do you consider like not even telling your parents about that one? <laughs> uh, I mean, if they asked, like they never they never really like asked or like really fought that much. So like I never really had to have that talk. But if they were like, oh, like, what is this all about? Like, for one, my dad would just be like, dumbass. <laughs> he's, he's Red Foreman. But, uh, no, I mean, they, like, they, uh, they so, kind of just trust, I guess. They put faith in that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Which uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And, but for something like that, like something very brutal and stuff, and, it, like, I would probably have to, like, at least for, like, oh, so uh, this is actually very specific. So when I last year during WrestleMania weekend, I was able to wrestle on the Joey Janela Spring Break show. And I was part of the fucking clusterfuck match. Uh, and the only spot that I had in that match was I was to take a top rope Spanish fly from from the top rope out to the floor through some doors that were laid across uh, chairs as, as a makeshift tables. And in my mind, I was like, well, this will probably be the only way that I could stand out in this match is by doing something insane. And from my perspective, I was like, all I have to do is basically just do a front flip 12 feet or probably about 10 feet to the, to like a wood floor. Um, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and have these, and have, yeah, and have these tables break by fall. I was like, it'll probably suck. But I don't think I'll get seriously hurt. Um, and I did have to, I did, because uh, my girlfriend Nicole was with me at the time, uh, and she was there watching, and I did have to preface what I was doing to her. I, I kind of let her know, I was like, hey, I'm going to take a pretty big fall in this match. I will text you as soon as I get in the back to let you know that I'm okay. And I did, and she was a, she was a little uh, salty with me that I would do something so stupid. Um, and spoilers if anybody didn't see that show 
the, the, the move did not go according to plan. <laughs> and uh, the guy that was supposed to do the Spanish fly, which essentially is like hooking me like a, like a rock bottom position, and he moonsaults, does a backflip as I land. Um, you know, I do a flip, a front flip, he does a backflip, and we land flat. Um, he went up, and his foot slipped, and he kind of tumbled, and I just tumbled straight down. And if you, uh, on the video, it looks like the back of my head clips the fucking apron of the ring, which I thought it did because I go up and grab my head. But I actually, my head didn't hit the ring at all. It was actually my shoulder hit it pretty hard. And I hit the ground and I'm just laying there and I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine. This is, this is cool. And then I look up and see Chris Dickinson standing above me with, with a broken piece of a door, raising it over my head. And I just look up and I just turn and <laughs> fed in my back. And you know the feeling when somebody slaps you in the back like a five star? Yeah. It was that feeling, but the entire area of my back oh. when he hit me with that piece of the door. And I was like, that is the most painful thing that's ever happened to me. So the big fall, not as bad. Getting hit with the piece of the door, brutal. <laughs> Terrible. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that could have gone so poorly, so I'm glad it went as well as it did. We got some yeah. questions here. <laughs> From Cambrio. Um, Hold on. Wait, I might have skipped somebody. I did. We got questions from Latino Heat. Hey, Bobby. He wants to know. Let me skim through these real quick. When's the last time you guys made an impulsive decision that resulted in something positive? Um, That's so specific. <laughs> I just... I impulsively bought a uh, massage gun today because somebody at work had one that I tried and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I just immediately went and bought it on Amazon. <laughs> well, artist, so, he also, he gives the caveat that you can also answer with something negative off of an impulsive decision. And I'll give you more time to think. I will say I um, kind of impulsively bought Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> 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 so that's going to be a negative one for me, dog. Isn't that impulsive, though? It was when I bought it because I was considering waiting because there's I have Christmas shopping to do and I was like, do I want to spend this money right now? Sort of thing. Yeah. And then I decided... I, I've, I've impulsively bought some video games that I regretted. Mafia 3? Mafia 3, No Man's <laughs> Sky. Hey, No Man's Sky is cool. Dude, now. I want to play No Man's Sky so bad now. Artist, you need to look at the most recent update. It's you okay. have you've never seen this game before. Okay, it's well, it's a completely different game now. That's the thing I regretted at the time, but now I own it. I bought it digitally, so I could jump back in and try it out. I saw a uh, a meme on Reddit that was like, "Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to No Man's Sky," like that's what they're gonna do. And then the next panel is the guy with like the really angry face, and then the next panel is blank face, and the third panel is he's got a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> Because No Man's Sky had such a great, like, after-launch trajectory. Which, good, good for them. Props to them, man, for just, like, sticking to it. They just won an award yeah. at the Game Awards for, like, I don't remember what, but they won a Game Award, and Sean Murray, the director slash creator, was like, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more questions from Latino Heat. He says, this question is for Marvelous Matt Nix. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't ask this question because it's in text. He can't fucking read it. He wants him to say that... Artist, he wants him to say that fucking really long Spanish word. 
What word is it? Nick, I'm going to text you. Oh my god. Our boy is obsessed with getting people to see this. Nick might know what this is. The word I just put in our group chat, say it really fast. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> this is this is a bit, isn't this? I fucking no. It means like Potter... a certain thing that he's told me three times that I don't remember. It is a thing. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I would love to know what that means, though. I'm gonna Google it later. He wants to know if we have any paranormal experiences that have happened to us. And then he gives the example that he says, the only thing I got is I went to a junkyard with my dad and we heard a woman's voice say hello, but there wasn't anyone around us. The ground was gravel, so you could hear someone walking if someone was close to you. I thought I was hearing things until my dad asked, did you hear that too? I don't think we've gone back. Well, the answer to that is just, it was just a rip in time that it was somebody looking for somebody somewhere else. (laughs) I've had so many like experiences that like I I don't want to go into detail just because I could talk for another fucking hour and but uh, I don't know I will say yes and if you want to hear my ghost stories because I was actually going to do a podcast on on my show just specifically with uh, different wrestlers kind of telling different paranormal stories that they've had so if you want to hear ghost stories you can come listen to my Violet Tendencies. On, from me, at least. Good on enough. Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Artist, what about you? I, I've told this story before. Um, it's a very mild thing. Um, it happened at Ian's old house when he lived with his mom. We were in his room in the basement. And we were playing video games. And we were like... Next, we were sitting next to each other, but I was like sitting. Ian was to my left, but he was slightly behind me, so I couldn't see him through my peripheral vision um, because he wasn't to my direct left. And Ian's mom had had, was convinced that the house was haunted by a friendly ghost, (laughs) a ghost, Casper, and um. He was to my left at night, but I couldn't see him in my peripheral vision. And I got this sense that, like, I felt, you know, like, the sense of, like, somebody walking behind me. And I turned around and I looked. And Ian looked at me. He's like, what? And I was like, I honestly thought you just got up and walked behind me to shut the door. Um, but he he wasn't. He was just sitting right there. I hadn't even moved. Yeah. <laughs> And but did, did the door close, or did you just no, feel no, like the something door got didn't up? Close. I just thought, like, because I felt that, like, that presence. I that was like, I was like, oh, I'm assuming, like, is Ian getting up to go shut the door or something? Because I felt that, like, you know, you it's like it's hard to like explain, like even like like when you feel someone like walking past you, even though like you don't hear them, you feel their energy. I know yeah. it's like hippie shit but like our bodies are, do like give off like you know like a like almost like a magnet a magnetized energy yeah 
and Ian knows because like I literally like I had a an actual reaction to it so it wasn't just something that like I felt and then I blew out of proportion later like when I felt that I was by myself and then I blew out of proportion later yeah um, you had an impactful reaction you when mm-hmm. you 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 looked at me and like you said I was like what and you were like I swear to god you were behind me and I was like no I didn't move and you were like someone was here <laughs> Like someone was there. <laughs> yeah, it, it it felt it wasn't like they were standing there. It just felt like someone like walked past me very mm. quickly. It's weird shit. Yeah. Um, I I have stories I've told on the podcast before, so I'll go fast. I remember one time I was at my mom's house. Um, it's like right around the time that she had moved into that house, and she had one puppy named Wrinkles. I was downstairs. My mom was upstairs with the dog, or so I thought. So I hear footsteps upstairs and I'm thinking like, oh, that's either my mom or the dog. And then I heard them and it was like, they were like walking back and forth up there and eventually it got annoying. So I was like, what is going on up there? So I go up there and I look upstairs, nobody there. And then I turn and I look and my mom is talking to the neighbor holding the dog. And so I went out there and I was just like, I, I don't, I asked her what she was doing or whatever. And she said that she had been out there for a while. So who the fuck was walking back and forth upstairs? Same guy that walked past me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Which, it was the same house. So. <laughs> hey. That place was fucking haunted, man. <laughs> we yeah, got... okay. I, I, I will, okay, I'll say this story really quick, too, then. Shoot. Um, so this is 2009, sorry, 2010. Uh, Castro and I did uh, a seminar slash tryout for Dragon Gate USA when they were running in Chicago. Um, And it was at the Congress Theater, which is famously known for being like a very haunted location in Chicago. And so after we did our tryout, we were kind of like hanging around. uh, And we were like, yo, let's just fucking go look around and explore this building because it's super old. It's a really old theater. Um, It's just falling apart. And so, like, we went up this, like, back stairwell, like, behind the stage and went up and then we found a couple of rooms that were just, like, gutted out by a fire and stuff. And it just was, like, very uneasy feelings. Um, and then we went down into the basement, un- like, underneath where the stage is because I had I had heard, like, stories that, like, downstairs in the basement of the Congress Theater is where, like, Al Capone used to, like, take people to, like, fucking assassinate him or whatever like he would they, they would sh- kill people down there and it, all that was down there was like it was like a big open room with like a boiler and then straight ahead was like a hallway with like like offices or something that were all gutted out by fires it was just a piece of shit place like everything was like falling apart but <laughs> so they go they they uh he it was uh, it was me castro and then acid jazz uh for anybody that remembers uh him from freelance and stuff one of the greatest uh, so tag three- teams in freelance wrestling history Yes. And uh, so him and Castro go down this hallway to kind of explore it. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to hang out over here where it's well lit and uh, just kind of wait for you guys. So I'm standing over there. There's some trash on the ground. I'm kind of like looking, just looking around at what's what's in the area. And I go to look, look down this hallway to see where they're where they're at and what they're doing. And then I immediately, you know, the feeling when somebody like walks up behind you and they push their chest against your back. Mm hmm. I'm standing there looking and then I feel somebody walk up behind me and put their chest against their back and I felt like somebody breathing on the back of my neck and I kind of like half turned and looked and just didn't even look and I just 
took off down this fucking hallway to chase after them because I was like, holy shit, that was fucking like insane. And they're like, because they were coming this way looking at me, and they were like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you running? I was like, I, there's, they, I said, I, I felt like somebody was standing behind me, and they were like, well, there's no one there. Like, we're the only ones here right now, and uh, I want to go back and uh, do a ghost hunting <laughs> adventure there, especially After now that, that it's been closed I for go like back. fucking years. We got We still have to do that. Uh, that ghost hunter video. We do. It's, it's been like <laughs> two been years. With, with it's Kemp. been in developmental hell. <laughs> well, is it if development never started? <laughs> I do. Wa- I still want to do it though. So when we can, I'm. To- and honestly, now way more people will watch it. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> that shit would have got 27 views before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, we got a couple more and then we're out of here. Cambrio wants to know, artist and Ian and anyone else, if you did pay to learn, which style of dance would you want to master? This is this is a hard question because I don't know that much about dance. Probably salsa, probably salsa dancing. That's that's not a bad one. That's that's sexy dancing. <laughs> that's that's my heritage. I gotta learn. I, you know what, I don't even, I don't even know what it is. I, you know what, I wish I could dance like Vince because he does his, like, his K-pop group, Chemical X, and they go up there and they do these routines and they look amazing, but he, he doesn't just do that. I've been to weddings with Vince and any song that comes on, he can dance to perfectly. (laughs) I know. I just want to be able to like dance at a party or like a wedding and not look stupid. And he doesn't. He looks amazing. So yeah, that would be nice to be able to do. Just, just all I can do is silly dance. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I would say do your dance for us right now, but the Danians won't see it. Nah, 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 nah. Let's keep going. Um, Cambrio, this is another question. He wants to talk about the artist tonight. He says, "Is the artist the only redhead in his family? Was he ever teased for it?" No, my mom is red. My mom has red hair. My sister has red hair. My grandma has red hair. Um, my uh, deceased aunt had red hair. Um, yeah, I'm still teased for it. <laughs> Who teases you? Uh, Mary. jerks. Mary does. <laughs> no, she calls she calls me ginger, and I I'm like that's a that's a slur. <laughs> <laughs> What do you call her? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Butt face. Butt Jesus face. Christ. We have one more, then we're out of here, and I do feel like this is a good main event. This is also from Cambrio. Who would win in a fight? Tim the Tool Man Taylor or Clark Griswold? That's a Clark good... Griswold because he's got that... Uh... That that those anger issues. Yeah, I was just, just fucking go nuts. <laughs> if he gets mad, he's gonna fucking crazy he'll look kill someone. I'm assuming it's hand to hand. Like it doesn't like you know Tim doesn't get a hammer or something. Clark doesn't get his chainsaw. It's just <laughs> fisticuffs. Okay, yeah. here, here, here. Let's do it this way. It 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 happens in the front yard, and in this universe, their houses, their neighbors. So Tim has his garage and Clark has his garage too. I think I feel like Clark has like some crazy shit in his garage. 
He's like got this that guy chainsaw collects fucking <laughs> and the tall ladder. What happened? He's got the chainsaw and the tall ladder. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe he climbs the ladder uh, and goes on top of Tim's house and starts cutting <laughs> holes in the ceiling or in the roof of the house, and then. But he's but so when he's up on the ladder, then fucking Tim comes with his fucking hammer and shit and starts swinging it, sledgehammer. He's got a sledgehammer <laughs> and he starts taking out the legs of the ladder. Now he's fucking wobbling on this ladder. He's coming down with it, but he's got the chainsaw with him. So as he's falling, he chainsaw swipes and just cuts Tim in half. I like that. I'm gonna build on that. I'm gonna take your scenario of Clark is on the ladder. And Tim is using the sledgehammer, and he's taking out the legs of the ladder. So he's like, oh, I got him where I want him now. Clark gets off the ladder. Then they're face-to-face. Tim's going to hit him with the sledgehammer. Clark pulls out the chainsaw, and as the sledgehammer's coming down, he cuts the chainsaw in half. And Tim's like, ooh. (laughs) So Tim has to take off towards his garage. And... I, I think everyone assumes Clark would win because he has the anger issues. Like, I just picture him in his house when he saws off the piece of the staircase because it was loose. <laughs> so he has those insane issues like the artist brought up. I think Tim the Toolman Taylor would win on accident. I think he would probably, like, get on... He'd be, like, trying to step over something in his garage to grab another weapon. And while he was stepping over it, he accidentally, like, turned on a snowmobile that then runs over Clark Griswold and kills him. And then he pretends he did it on purpose, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Artis, who do you okay. think takes it? I already said. Okay. I think, I think, I think his just animal anger just takes over, and he just claws Tim's face. Now, now, what if they fight? And so he, they come down, they fight to the backyard, and who but Wilson is standing there by the fence, and he's looking over, and he's like, what's going on here? And Clark's <laughs> on top of him, just beating the holy shit out of him. And Wilson's always been his Tim's fucking uh, guiding light the entire time. So he's like, hey, man, if you want to beat this guy, here's what you got to do. And he just gives him the advice he needs. to. to it's like he's coaching him from his corner. That's a I like that. Does, that's I thought you were gonna say Wilson's a or or <laughs> Wilson is the is the is the uh, voice of reason, and he talks the guys out of fighting each other, and they become friends. That's what he would do. He would do that. That's what, that's what Wilson. Would okay, do. so let's build on that. Clark had the, <laughs> the the fight started. Clark had the chainsaw. Tim hears the commotion, and then that's when he sneaks over, and then he starts going with the ladder to knock the fucking legs off. Blah, blah, blah. We get to Clark has the mount on Tim. He's beating the shit out of him. Wilson talks them out of it. They shake hands. They go their separate ways. When Tim goes into the house, Clark has slaughtered Tim's family with the chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the youngest son's head tumbles down the stairs like the piece of the staircase did in Christmas Vacation. Oh, my God. So then that leads... You've got a sequel somewhere down the line. I like it. Tool Time (laughs) 2. The the Tooler's Revenge. The Tooler's Revenge. 
Dan Ans, this was episode 353 of the podcast. Nick, I believe you have a beautiful podcast of your own that I think you should tell everybody about. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I do a podcast sometimes. Um, it's called My Violet Tendencies because why not? And uh, it it really it's it's not like a wrestling podcast per se. Although a majority of the guests that I've had on it have, are people that are connected to the wrestling industry. Uh, but we don't really talk about wrestling all the time. Like it's it's kind of like, hey, like here's some wrestling talk about like your career or whatever. But it's mostly just like getting to know these people more in depth and kind of learning their personalities. Uh, but also like I have you know I've had other people on in my life that I just think are interesting and um, or just you know whatever. Like I had my dad on. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm not like super like like. Uh, regimented as far as like putting out these episodes because I was trying to commit to doing weekly but I kind of thought about I, I'd rather put out like like I don't want to like fo- like force myself to have to like find a guest every week or like you know because then because then it's like oh it's a little overwhelming I don't know why I'm going to such an explanation about <laughs> it, but hey here we are uh but no it's cool um you you can listen to it on uh, the Apple, the wherever the fuck that is. It's not <laughs> iTunes anymore. It's, a, it's Apple Podcasts, yeah. uh, the Google Play, Spotify. I think it's on Stitcher. Uh, and I think that it does get uploaded onto YouTube as well if you're a psychopath and you want to listen to it that way. <laughs> Do we have any news on anything coming up with Freelance? Uh, not really. Um, freelance will return uh, once it's safe to return. And uh, when we do, I mean, I'm very excited to see everybody again and, you know, have everybody see what we have to do. And unfortunately, we'll, we will be crowning a new champion, but, um, you know, it'll be awesome. And in the meantime, everybody can grab Freelance Wrestling shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes, you can. And if you have never seen Freelance or don't even know what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> uh, you can go to IW. Search as independentwrestling.tv is like a streaming service for uh, independent wrestling. It's kind of like Netflix for wrestling. Um, and Freelance is on there. And if you sign up with the promo code Freelance, you get a free week trial and you can wa- uh, go back and watch every single one of our events, including some of the events that uh, Ian actually did commentary on. Oh, dear. I've never even seen those. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back and watch them. I think you and I, an artist, and everybody, the gang, needs to get together and watch some old shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun, dude. That's what needs to happen. Because that's what we used to do. (laughs) Yeah. Hanging out with people. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to it. Lots, all the fun stuff from Marvelous Matt Nix. But we're the fuck out of here now. As soon as uh, Mr. Matt Nix tells us what song we're closing with. Oh. You're on the spot now. Um. Uh, 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 the song is I Don't Love You Anymore by Bomb the Music Industry. Great choice. Dan is we love you. <laughs> we'll see you next week.
Shut up! 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 Shut up!